Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode five of the Wildcast, the greatest podcast on the internet, according according to me. And me, I agree. I think it's the best. Uh, the Wildcast can be found in video form here on YouTube if you're watching it, or there's audio-only versions on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. That's three platforms, audio-only. Yep. They're all linked down below in the description if you're on YouTube, or you can just search them up, the Wildcast. You'll find it. All the episodes are up there. I, uh, Apple Podcast takes a few days usually for some reason it takes a few days longer I don't know they gotta like verify that we're not like saying some crazy shit hopefully oh. they're not deep diving too much but yeah anyway I'm your host Tyler aka Wildcat and I'm joined by my co-host Anthony aka Big Jiggly Panda Big Jiggly Panda and Is this right? episode did I answer correctly? I think you did I think you got it and this episode <laughs> we have a couple sponsors so we want to say thank you to them thank you to Honey as well as Surfshark VPN all right, guys, a big shout out to our first sponsor today, Honey. Online shopping is supposed to be easy, especially when you can't leave the house right now. So why is it so hard to find coupon codes that actually work? Well, it doesn't have to be. If you have Honey, Tyler, tell them what it is. Honey is the free online shopping tool that helps you find promo codes and applies them directly to your cart. So imagine you're shopping at your favorite site, whether it's Nike, Target, whatever it may be. When you go to checkout, there's a little drop-down box, and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons, and Honey will search the internet for the best promo codes, and you can watch your prices drop. For example, the other day I was shopping on one of my favorite streetwear sites, Minimal, and I bought some belts. Saved myself 10% with the click of a button. It was super easy. It was awesome. Just watched $1.50 go right back into my pocket. And on some purchases where coupons don't apply, you can still earn gold towards your Account. Like just recently, I bought a new bag off of Coach and I earned 9,300 gold. That's straight money in your pocket. It's a lot of gold. Honey has found its over 17 million members over two billion dollars in savings. That's billion with a B. Honey supports over 30,000 online stores and users love Honey. That's why it has over 100,000 five-star ratings on the Google Chrome store. Guys, get Honey for free today at joinhoney.com slash wildcast. That's joinhoney.com slash wildcast. One more time, joinhoney.com slash wildcast. Or if you're on YouTube, you can click the link down below in the description. That works too. And a huge shout out to our second sponsor of the podcast today, Surfshark. Surfshark is a VPN, which is a virtual private network, which protects your identity while being online. Now, have you ever been on a website and seen an ad and you're like, okay, I was just talking about that or I was just thinking about that. It's reading your mind. Well, Surfshark protects you from companies trying to read your mind and use your data to serve you targeted ads. Well, with Surfshark, your data is safely encrypted so it can't be seen by anyone unwanted like advertisers or your ISP. Surfshark also allows you to get alerts anytime your email address or password is compromised to help prevent identity theft through their hack lock system. There are some other great advantages to Surfshark as well, which is being able to change your geographic location. Say you want to watch this really awesome series on Netflix, but you can't because it's not in your current country. Well, now that's not a problem. See, you want to look at some really disgusting stuff on questionable websites. Now you can without anybody knowing what you've done. You disgusting person. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys want to check out Surfshark, you can click the link down below in the description or head on over to surfshark.deals wildcast and use promo code wildcast to get 85% off plus three extra months free. Surfshark also offers a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk to try it out for yourself. If you don't like it, you can just cancel it. Once again, surfshark.deals slash wildcast, or the link down below in the description and use promo code wildcast. Thank you once again to Surfshark for sponsoring the podcast. Guys, everybody, welcome this week's guest, Cypher PK. What's up, dude? How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for having me. It's I'm the one and only, the Fortnite god, the trap god, even the, though there are no trap traps king. in Fortnite. Yep. The former Trap King. Yeah. You guys are going to have to have your own Fortnite discussion. I'm just going to sit here and like... <laughs> we'll have a section. Smile. There'll definitely no, be some fine. Fortnite talk at some point. Yeah, Anthony, <laughs> I mean, maybe, Anthony's maybe not so some, much on the Fortnite maybe some grind. Maybe for, some For Honor talk. You know, we're the... Oh, boy. We, we did that. <laughs> oh, we're going to we, talk about we that. that. We a story from that event. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, that's good. That's coming up later. <laughs> <laughs> 
How you been, man? Oh how is uh, how is uh, you know the the isolated lifestyle going for you? Um, it's it's been a little bit challenging because uh, I feel like uh, I didn't go out much. Obviously, I stream every day for like eight hours. I think one day off a week. But for me, you know, streaming and gaming, it is it's my job. So it's it's not necessarily my escape. Gaming mm-hmm. used to be my escape before it was my job. It's not my escape anymore. It doesn't mean I don't enjoy it. I still love what I do. But just going to the movie theater, like going to my favorite diner theater where I can get a burger and fries and watch a movie, that was my escape. Yeah. And yeah. almost all my escapes have been just deleted. Uh, going with the wifey to to like a spa to get a massage or whatnot, like those things, I used to do them at least once a week. And that's how I kind of disconnected from everything. And it's been a struggle to kind of find, you know, those escapes now that you know can't really go out yeah stuff like that so i feel right. that i feel that i mean it's good and bad for us it's good obviously like a lot of people you know they they, they can't work right now but yeah. us that's that's all we can do oh so it's good from there on oh go ahead i no go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> i was gonna say i hate saying this because actually i don't want people who are watching this to think that i'm complaining yeah no. i hate like i know people are struggling mm-hmm. i'm right. just expressing my personal like struggle it's obviously on a much smaller scale and there's you know i'm grateful to be able to just play video games from home but um that's just what i'm going through i don't think you know I, i'm sure a lot of people have it worse and and don't want people to think that i'm crying about it so yeah yeah but that yeah, in no, itself that in a itself struggle for us yeah and that in itself i feel like is a common theme with like youtubers and streamers like we're not allowed to complain about stuff can't complain about stuff we have it too good nothing can ever be yep. bad but Definitely, there are people in a way worse situation than us. Us, it's more of just, just boring. It's a lot of grinding, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Everybody has this obsession with comparing struggles and tribulations and stuff in life. Like it doesn't matter. Like everybody has their own struggles. It's okay to have them, and it is okay to vocalize them. Like especially like what you're saying, like you can't play games as a getaway anymore. And people don't understand that. Like, well, you just play games for a living. It's fun. It's like okay, well, if you go and fold clothes for eight hours a day at work. Do you come home and immediately start doing laundry? I bet you you don't. Like, you need a break from that. And we're in the same boat. Like, sure, it's entertaining, but it's like, when I leave my office, I don't want to go back into it. Like, I'm done for the day. I want to go, like you said, watch a movie or walk my dog or don't think about what this is. I mean, even if you enjoy your job, like, I've met, like, uh, professional chefs, and they cook, and they love cooking. But then when they go home, they don't want to cook. They'll just order some food or something because it's like, you know they're done they're, they're, they're done for the day they don't want to keep working yeah my, my, my girlfriend was like that so she she used to work at the nashville zoo so she would like take care of animals all day specifically like fish tanks and stuff and then she would come home and have like three fish tanks to take care of dogs to feed plants outside i was like you did this to yourself a man child to but, take care of yeah true she got me to take care of but <laughs> it's like you did this to yourself like you have all these animals at work but then you come home you want the animals too but i mean you know there's obviously still some enjoyment in that but you mentioned it before we even started recording, but I like that room. I like that setup. You said that that sign was like gifted to you. Yeah. So Twitch hooked me up with the sign. It was recently my birthday and they hooked me up. And uh, the other sign was one of my sponsors movement. They sent it to me a while back. And now that I have both of them, I kind of just got it installed. And the reason I'm in this room, I'm usually in a different room. I have a like a dedicated uh, streaming room, but this is the dedicated streaming room for now. I'm going to build like a like a professional like ninja nick Merckx level stream room but i had to move out of there so that when construction starts you know it doesn't affect the the stream schedule so i'm in here we painted the walls black put up the lights put up some soundproofing and 
uh, I'll be here for the next like six to eight months while we get that other room set up. That's going to be dope. I want to build a room like that. I don't know if I'm going to do it in this house. Obviously, I have this room that I could do it, but I think I, I think I might be getting a house, a new house sometime soon. And then that house I'll have like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go ham. I want a big crazy room. <laughs> I think it'd be sick. Yeah. Obviously, we spend a lot of time in here, so. I don't sure. do obviously all the face cam stuff, so I don't need like a super nice background, but I mean right. a lot of it is just like mentality. Like when you have a cool, clean setup, like it kind of motivates you. So even if yeah. even if you're not using a face cam, it's it's not a bad idea. Yeah, for true. productivity. How long have you when, uh how long have you been in that house? Uh this house we built it. Uh it took a year to build. We uh, started the building process uh beginning of last year and we got the house towards the end of January. So okay. about four months. Yeah. So this is like, this is, we built it from the ground up. Uh, my first ever home that I owned and we plan to hopefully stay here. Like just end game. Yeah. That's awesome. So I don't, I didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off, Anthony. I just wanted to ask about the house because I was like, what, you know, what was the decision behind building a house versus buying an existing? Like, is there something special about this house that you like had built in that yeah. really was like um, the factor of why you wanted to build? Cause like, like I said, I'm looking at houses right now too. And that's potentially mm -hmm. a thought is like, <laughs> you know, I don't need a house right now. I'm good in what I'm in right now, but you yeah. know, I want that next step. And so that might be building a house that takes a few years. So the first thing we did was we, we wanted to make sure we were buying a house that had fiber internet, um, like latest oh, yeah. internet technology. Oh yeah. And then we just decked it out with like all kinds of wiring, ethernet cables, you know, pre-wired the house with, uh, the best ethernet cables we can get. Um, camera wiring and then like we kind of designed some of the rooms to be potential stream rooms for whatever like if we ever have somebody like coming over like they'll have a dedicated you know streaming room and whatnot so um that was just part of it i guess the other part is that we looked around a lot and we kind of uh there was houses that we liked and houses that we didn't but we're like you know we're we're not in a rush we can build one it's probably going to cost around the same as buying you know one that's already made um, but at least we get to kind of customize it the way we want to. So that was yeah. like the main attraction, but it's, it's hard to build a house. Like the, um, my wife was coming over like every other day to check on the building process. And if she didn't do that, like, like imagine you have the, the house complete the blueprints at a, that's the 100%. You wanted to get there. If you don't show up at least once a week to check on the process and check on the construction, you'll probably get to like. 85%, 80% of what you actually wanted. Um, they will, they will mess up, you know, the blocks you ordered, the, the, you know, the <laughs> colors, they'll mess up everything. Like literally everything will be messed up. Um, if you're not on top of it and you don't really get a refund, like they might reimburse some of the things that they, like we, we had, we had like a list of like 20 things or even more that, that were wrong when we moved in. But we, we moved in and we kind of made an agreement with them. Like, hey, hey you guys are going to come like fix this, right? And they've come to fix a few and then Corona hit. So like now we're just kind of waiting to, to to see if they're going to follow through. But like it's small stuff. But if we yeah. if we weren't there from the beginning. It adds up. It oh, dude. It, the whole bathroom would have looked different. Everything would have looked <laughs> really? different. Really? That's crazy. Like, how, how do you mess that up? Like I'm sure you like, you're like, we want these tiles, this floor, this. And then somehow they still mess that up. Yeah. Like the, someone will order the wrong tiles. Maybe like, like when they're yeah. ordering this stuff, it's probably just like numbers. It's like, we're ordering like 20 pounds of hashtag five, six, seven, zero thing. And then like, <laughs> they'll probably type one wrong number yeah. and then they'll order like a different color block. And sometimes they'll just use that. Um, that's the amazing part is that they look at it and they're like, that's not right. 
fuck it. One, let's keep one, going. Like <laughs> it's like a chain of command thing. I think it's like okay, we yeah. picked the parts and we told one person, and then they told somebody to make the order. It's a game of telephone. The from order, the school. order, yeah, the order goes to somebody who's going to install it. Who had no like they, this is like a fourth level like telephone call. Like there's like. Uh, a lot of messages being passed. By the time it gets to the person who's actually putting the stuff in the house, they don't know. They didn't have that <laughs> the conversation. The tiles went from gray to brown yeah. as it passed through four people. Yeah. So if you're building a house, if you ever if you ever do plan to build a house, you have to at least be able to go to the, you know, hopefully like you're building a house near where you already live. That way you can make that drive uh, at least once a week and just kind of check on things, ask questions. And um, hopefully like if you have a good builder that's not like annoying or hard, hard to reach, You'll be able to kind of stay on top of things. Yeah, yeah. Seems overwhelming. I remember I my parents it, building but... a house when I was younger, but I, you know, obviously I wasn't a part of that process. Yeah. But I remember them being over there like every other day. Yeah. And now I think yeah. I understand a little bit more as to why it was not to look at the progress; it was to make sure there was progress. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I want to do sure. it. It just seems like such a daunting task. Like you have to find the right builder. You have to find find the right lot. You have to plan everything out. You have to make sure everything's going, you know, according to plan and on time and with the right stuff. But yeah, I'm sure it was worth we it. Delayed. We got delayed like three or four months. Yeah. Like actually even more than that. They, if you're they not in a hurry be, though. Yeah, we were in a hurry, but we were kind of like, we were on a, on a lease and then the, the previous lease, like person we were renting from, he, he was just like, okay, I can, you guys can sign for another 10 months, but we're like, okay, well, our house is going to be ready in six months. We're going to pay for like four months for nothing is like, take it or leave it. So then we went to, an, an, we, had, we moved to an apartment for six months before our house was ready. So we moved and then we moved again when the house was ready because we didn't want to get caught in a lease because the builders initially said it would be ready in like by Halloween. They're like, oh, we'll get you in by Halloween. It would go trick-or-treating in, in the community. And then they're like, oh, we'll get you in by Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. and they're like, oh, we'll get you in by Christmas. And then I'm like, guys, like, we got in like basically February, February 1st. <laughs> oh, wow. We'll get you yeah. in for Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> Just moves back holiday by holiday. <laughs> Did you guys choose from like a like a selection of models or did you go fully custom? Like I want this no. room to be here and done like this. No, we, we didn't we didn't go that far custom. Uh we went with some builders that were able to customize their model homes pretty well. Okay. So they had a template. We we picked the template that we really liked and then we kind of just had a bunch of options as to how to change it and by the end of it it kinda of looks a lot different than what, what you start with. But you can get like an architect, but that's a whole other fee. Right. Like it's expensive to get somebody to completely design something from the ground up. And some people have done that in this neighborhood, but it's, it, they have like reserved slots for them and it, it takes a lot longer and it's a lot more pricey. Yeah, of course. That's cool though. All right. Well, we, we we're going to take it on back now. So we, we've done some research and I know like you've done other podcasts and other, and other videos and stuff <laughs> of like when you started YouTube and like the different channels mm -hmm. and stuff. But when did you start gaming? Like when do you, when's the first game you remember playing like all the way back? First game I remember playing, uh, man. So the, I guess it, it would have to be like really it would have to be on the PlayStation Two. I started on the PS Two, now PS One, and it was uh, Duke Nukem. It was. Yeah. I remember that game. Yeah, was it three D? Yeah. Duke Nukem three D. Yeah, I think Duke Nukem. I don't. 3D, I, don't right? I don't know which one it was, but it, it was like I think it might have been Duke Nukem three D. Weren't there like, like pig cops in that one? Is that the yeah, one? Yeah, it was yeah, the pig cops. I remember that one for sure. That for sure. One. Yeah, that's the only like vivid um, like image of that game I have in my head. Yeah, like the first level, uh, there's this there's a strip club that you go into, and 
And if you like, I shot the strippers. I was like, man, <laughs> how old were you? How old were you? At like the time? 10, 10 or nine. Uh, <laughs> um, and when you shoot them, they turn into the pig cops. Like they don't die. Like, oh, they, okay. they, like it's like the pig cops are well, actually at least you weren't murdering. You know, that's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was that was the first game. My dad, my dad got me that game. I don't. I think he just like he got a PS2 and just randomly picked that one up. Did he um, regret that decision? <laughs> no, he, he, probably, he never found out. He's like, oh, whoops. Oh, he never found out. Um, but it was, <laughs> it was Duke Nukem. And then I got a couple other like PlayStation games. Like I, I love the original, you know, Spider-Man games. Even though I got the one from the PS1 that you can play on the PS2. And if you didn't have like a memory stick, every time you played, you had to restart the game from the beginning. Yeah. And I didn't have a memory stick. So I just re every time I played that game, I would start <laughs> from level one. And, and when you finish the game, you actually prestige and you got you unlocked a new version of Spider-Man. And he has like a different ability, right? So you get to play the game again with this new ability. So it like changes it, right? But there was there was like 10 versions of Spider-Man. But in order for me to even unlock one, I had to start the game from the beginning. And like I would go on these marathons where I'd like finish the game three or four times in one day just to see like what <laughs> and I, I ended up getting up to like five. Um I never bothered, like I don't know why I didn't ask my dad to just give me a memory card. It was hard to ask my parents. <laughs> it's probably to spend, a little easier. Yeah. You gotta yeah, be it was like hard the best to ask my parents Spider-Man game to spend in the money. world then. Mm-hmm. You grinded. I was really good at that game. I was speedrunning it. <laughs> I was pretty much speedrunning it. Yeah. Do you ever consider uh, just leaving your PlayStation on overnight? Well, we did. No, we did. Uh, yeah. okay. Sometimes it would overheat, um, but we did leave it on overnight. That's how I got to like the four or five like stages, um, and then eventually my mom would like turn it off, be like you're wasting electricity. So that reminds <laughs> of me of course. like that reminds me of like Syndicate and some of the old zombies guys who would go on like these 24, 30 hour runs in zombies. They would leave their like they would leave their Xbox on for days yeah. and like grind eight hours at a time. Yeah. Didn't you used to try that when you lived in Indiana and your internet was so bad it disconnected your like Xbox or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back when I was living in Indiana, I would try and do high zombies rounds, but after like five, six hours, sometimes my internet would just disconnect. Or if I tried to leave it overnight, my internet was so bad. Damn. So bad. Which is why I moved, but yeah, it was rough. Um, so I saw a quote that from you in another video mm -hmm. of you wanted to be a YouTuber. It was like your dream since sixth grade. Yeah. And I was just curious, like uh, how, how, how old are you now? If, if you don't mind 24. sharing. 24. 24. Okay, that's 24. what I guess. I wasn't sure, but I thought I was like, he's mm. like three or four years younger than me. So I'm 27. Anthony, how old are you again? You're 30, 30. now, right? You just turned 30? Yeah. I'm an old man. So trying to think, when was that? Sixth grade. So so who was on, I was trying to think like who was on YouTube then that influenced you at the time of like that you wanted to be a YouTuber? Because that had to be it, a while it was the ago. Rune, it was the RuneScape YouTubers. I was, oh, okay. I was into RuneScape. I was watching Spark Mac, uh, Chris Archie, um, yeah, dude. Love even gross, guys. even gross score back in the day as well. <laughs> oh, gross score, yeah, yeah. No, um, obviously. So, so those are the guys I was I was watching on YouTube. Uh, so solid 2K. A lot of the just like the RuneScape legends, like those are the guys I looked up to were making YouTube videos. Um, and and it's actually a little funny because like when I first started video editing, it wasn't gaming content. It's I was stick editing figures, videos, right? Well, stick figures, but even before that, I was editing videos for for my uh, for my school projects. Yeah. I so like you always that. you always had an option to like uh either make a poster board or make a video no one ever made the video yeah and one day i was just like hey let me, let me try to make a video maybe it's, i i wanted to make a video because i felt like it would be easier than you know cutting up scissors and stuff and putting you know putting tape on paper and whatnot trying to make a poster um so it was me just trying to like go the easy way and i started getting into video editing downloaded some like free editing software it could have been movies window maker or something else i don't know um and I just started like editing like school projects, but it was, it was really funny because, uh, I actually like remembered some of the songs that I was putting into like 
these like I would I would do like a history fair project right about like the Civil War right and I would just throw in like a Lincoln Park like little <laughs> please montage. Tell, please tell me you didn't throw in the, the let the bodies hit the floor like the classic. I, I'm pretty be a little messed I'm up pretty to be sure in a Civil I, I'm War sure. history video. So so no, I would I would do that like I, and I didn't care like I would put like Lincoln Park and um, Hollywood Undead in these like <laughs> school videos um, about like history right and I would usually like. I would, I would do a commentary about like, you know, whatever happened back then, yada, yada, yada. And I'd be like, and then like, this is like the war. And then I would find like a cut scene from a movie about the war. And then I would put like Linkin Park over the cut scene and just, <laughs> that's the video. Man, everybody and, in class loved your presentations. They're like, dude, ciphers are lit. Dude, this is going to be sick. <laughs> it, it's, it's just how I like, you know, I don't know. That's what I did. And no one really questioned anything. And I got good grades. So, you know, I just kind of stuck with it. And then eventually... I did the stick figures. Yeah. And then eventually did RuneScape. That's pretty much how I got into YouTube or like ed editing too. It wasn't like for projects. It was literally there was a mass media class in our in our school where like we would make videos to promote like prom or like upcoming like things going on. And we would literally broadcast school news as the announcements every day. And that's where I started like video editing. And that's where I really like started to enjoy it. So it's pretty similar. Um, but yeah. So then, then when did you make the first channel? I made uh, a stick figure channel. Which I have not like revealed. Yeah. So what is a stick figure it, channel? It's just like um, this, so there these was, little animations. Yeah, there was this program called Pivot, and you would uh, download it, and you could just download stick figures, and then there's like a little screenshot button. So you like you set up the stick figures how you want. You screenshot that's scene scene one or like uh, frame one, and then you would you would you would attach these like little like analogs to the sticks so you can move them. And then you would slightly move the stick. <laughs> and like you move their foot a little bit, move Sounds them forward, so and then and then and then press the screenshot button again. So screen, uh, scene two or frame two, and you just keep doing that. And like the smaller the movements you made, the smoother the animation would be. Yeah, do sixty FPS, you, dude. Go yeah, all out with and it. If you <laughs> and if you really wanted to, just like uh, at first, I just started off by just like they would go like here, here, then here, then here. So it was <laughs> it was kind of crazy. But then I started getting a little bit better at it and started making a little bit smoother transitions and stuff. Um, I only ended up making like four or five videos, uh, but they're still up there. One day I'm gonna. Is that react all? It's to on. Them. A, so it's on a separate channel than separate your Cipher PK channel, yeah. channel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because Cipher PK Cypher that was specifically like, from my understanding, it was like you and your brothers like made a channel together to do RuneScape yeah. stuff, right? Yep. Cipher. Uh, so PK stands for Player Killer. It's a popular term in RuneScape, but also in other like MMORPGs. But I got it from RuneScape, and then Cipher was because. Um, it was it was me and my two younger brothers and my cousin and my cousin's name was Winter Cipher in RuneScape and his parents wouldn't buy him membership so he couldn't change his name to something else. We wanted to come up with something like so that we all had the same you know you know clan tag or name. Um, and I'm I'm kind of glad that we he couldn't change his username because like Cipher is a cool name that, that and that's kind of where it came from. Uh, he was yeah. Winter Cipher. I was Summer Cipher. One of my brothers was like. Uh, fall cipher and spring cipher um and cipher is a cool name and usually when you come up with like your first username um a lot of times it, it's probably embarrassing or you end up having to rebrand like down the line because it's like whatever but yeah, i know I for a fact i wouldn't know anything about that <laughs> i mean <laughs> i i, I making like... my gamer tag was literally my high school mascot and what number i wore in sports it was wildcat 43 and then lo and behold i make a youtube channel that starts to get a little bit of traction and i'm stuck with the name <laughs> I still think that's like not as bad as like what it could have been. 
It obviously it definitely could, could have been worse. I mean, we got our buddy Brock. <laughs> our buddy B Enterprises. Yeah, so, our, so our buddy Brock, <laughs> his original YouTube name was B and B Enterprises. Yeah. And then, but he had this thing where he would change his gamer tag in in Modern Warfare Three just to something funny. Like it was like it was Brock, and then it was like not Fuzzy Dunlop, which is some movie reference I don't remember. Uh, and then he made it Moo Space Snuckle, so it's like Moo Snuckle if you say it in one word. And yeah. then that one—that's the one that's—that's the one that stuck. <laughs> so his literal YouTube name is Moose Knuckle, which is just another term for camel toe. Oh and he's God. stuck with it. He's kind of branded around mostly just Moo, but yeah. So it could What's be worse. He's like the—he's the most hey. kid-friendly and appropriate. Yeah, he guy doesn't—he doesn't, doesn't curse but in his our videos. Name, but he's named after a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> no, it could have been worse. Yeah. I, I know. I think mine would have been like, like forbidden. I think we call ourselves like. Forbidden like triplets or something like that. Like that, that that's what we wanted to go with. <laughs> Wait, are you and your brothers actually triplets? No, no, no. Oh. But in RuneScape, we used to make accounts that were like identical, so we oh, call okay. ourselves like triplets. It sounds like a horrific oh. porn account. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the forbidden triplets. No, it would have been bad. So we got a cipher PK, and after like two videos, um, well, after like one video, my cousin quit, and then after probably like a year, both my brothers quit. And yeah. one video. Me. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, "It's too hard, dude. I'm out." Well, he was like, he lived he lived in San Antonio. He was like, a, you know, a little bit away from us, so it was kind of hard to coordinate with him at the time. Like, we had to call on the on the house phone, and then I would just put him on speaker, and that's how we got our first video. He was like talking through the phone speaker. How old are you at this time? Uh, twenty eleven. So, ten ten years ago, I was fourteen. Fourteen, yeah. Slow baby, slow baby, yep. yeah. So then uh, I saw, then you moved to ESO and uh, Anthony mm -hmm. dug up a little nugget. Apparently, you got so banned. You got did banned. You not? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it, was slightly, it was slightly clickbait, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, I forgot. Was it? It was the account sharing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think it was. Um, How I was dare having you? my brother. I was having my brother level up my account. Uh, <laughs> and. Uh, and yeah, I got I got banned, but the devs were cool about it. They ended up unbanning me pretty quickly. They like the thing about account sharing sharing is it's always against terms of service to account share, but the the rule isn't in place to stop siblings from sharing accounts. It's really mm -hmm. in place for people to like not power level and like pay for boosting and stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, a lot of games don't really enforce it much though. Like from my understanding, no, Fortnite for sure. doesn't really enforce it like at all. Um, yeah. Destiny, I know it doesn't. Like there's a, that's like big in Destiny is like people like recover other people's accounts and then boost it and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just, it was just one of those things where, you know, my brother was on my account and then maybe somebody was trying to talk to him and, you know, assume that, you know, he, I was either sharing or somebody else had access to my account. So they would report it. And then like the system de detected that, you know, this account's being logged in from this location, uh, my apartment, and then like my parents' house. So it's just it was just like an auto ban, and I made a video out of it because I knew it'd give views. Uh, <laughs> you There's do always that a sometimes. bright side. There's always yeah. a bright side. Just like the whole F cipher trend that recently happened. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that for sure. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, I did get banned. I, I was, uh, I was. There was a bit of a bit of controversy in ESO around me, but it was it was always just really like. That's such a minor thing, stuff. though. Like, it was, yeah, it's always my minor stuff. But I was like the young kid on ESO. Every, everyone, everyone played that game. A lot of them were adults, and I was kind of like the youngest big person in the scene. So people were always looking to kind of be like, "Oh, he's just a kid," you know, like yeah, as in as in like to discredit me or for whatever reason, right? So they would find like, "Oh, I got banned for account sharing," and like they would 
to this day, people are like, yeah, you know, he was really, really controversial. You know, <laughs> people hated him because he got banned. He's like, what did he get banned for? It's like, oh, he was sharing accounts with his little brother. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is ESO's community more of like just a, a content creator based one or is it like competitive? No. Who, who it was, were you upsetting? I'm curious. It was the the casual grown ups, like the people who uh there's so the ESO community is very, very anti uh anti content creator. A big chunk of the of the community members are are older. Uh, I don't mean ESO as the company or the game. Like mm -hmm. they do a lot of cool things to support their content creators, but just like there's a huge sentiment like against content creation, like or streamers. Um, a lot of times, like on the forums or on the Reddit posts, it's like, oh, I don't get why people would ever watch somebody play a game. It's like that's their, that's their mentality. A lot of them have that mentality. And then if if a streamer is doing something or suggesting something, it's like. Like oh they shouldn't be treated any anywhere differently you know whatever like it's it, they have like a very standoffish approach to content creation um, and it didn't help that I was kind of young and kind of uh, loud at times <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what kids do yeah I mean you were what at this age 15, uh, 18, 16? 17. oh 17, 18? okay yeah. even still, still. <laughs> at I'm, that age you think you have a grasp on reality I'm twenty seven really I'm don't. still loud and immature yeah that's my brand at this point. <laughs> Yeah, it's never gonna go away. Yeah, um, one interesting thing I, I remember you saying was that YouTube or streaming has been your only job, and I'm curious. Yeah, I'm curious, job. like how 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 that's possible. Like, how did that work out? I mean, obviously, timing based. Like, did it just you, it you was doing good when you were done with high school, or did you go to college? I don't remember. So it, it's funny because now that's not even as rare. Yeah, it's with not, like Fortnite. Yeah. Uh, there's right. a lot of kids who just blow up when they're really young, which wasn't really happening back then because I just feel like. I don't know. I, I don't know why Fortnite was so, I mean, it has been so like favoring towards like allowing like 14, 13 year olds to make careers out of, out of the gaming. I or maybe think, it's just like, I think it's just that they're just the best players. Like yeah. something about the game, the mechanics and the, the twitchiness of it. And those little, those those little child reflexes. Yeah, those little child dexterous fingers, dude. Well, well, I have, I have a good theory <laughs> as to why that, that is. And I, and I don't think it's, it's due to reflexes. Uh, I'll, I'll get to that in, in a second, but let me, okay. we're, what was we'll come I saying? back to it. Uh, oh yeah, the job thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, see, you know, leading. So I started in, in middle school and I was making videos like uh, every every year. I was making videos and it was like once a week or once a month. Like it just depends on what's going on. But yeah, uh, towards the end of my high school, I was taking it a little bit more seriously. Uh, I graduated 2014 and Elder Scrolls Online came out in 2014. So I was ready to like to really make a push for ESO and try to like pop off on YouTube and Twitch with that game. And, uh, so it was the summer 2014. I went really hard. You know, I started with like 10, 20 average viewers on, uh, ESO. And then by the end of the summer, I was about a hundred, not enough to make a living, at least not back then. Cause you couldn't get partnered until you had like 500 average viewers. Um, and then it took me about a year after graduating and I was going to a community college cause I actually, <laughs> so I, I applied to the college that I wanted to go to, uh, UT of Austin. And, uh, I didn't want to go to college. I wanted to take that one year after high school to just really focus on content creation and to see what's going on and if I can make it a job. And I got accepted to that college and my parents would have been really happy to know that I got accept ex I got accepted, but I forged <laughs> a cert uh, an email that rejected me from the college. That they rejected you? That they rejected me. <laughs> Do your parents know about this? I'm curious what their thoughts were when they found out. They don't know. 
I do. We I need really to even... cut this. Like, <laughs> no, we don't even. Cut I mean, this. things have worked out pretty well so far, so I think they'll yeah. probably be okay with it. But that is there's a reason for this. Shit. There's a reason it. for this. Uh, I knew that they were either gonna pay a lot of money to put me in that school, and it's not a, it's not a cheap school. It was mm-hmm. pretty expensive, um, and I didn't really qualify for a lot of like the scholarships and whatnot. So I knew they were, they were gonna pay a lot of money to put me in through that school, um, or they were gonna make me pay with like the money that I saved from consecration leading up to that point. And I really needed to keep that money for like equipment upgrades and whatnot. So I knew that if I got accepted and they would just force me to go, like, they, like it would just be too much pressure not to go. So I forged that rejection letter and then said, I'll just go to community college. I paid for those classes. I actually ended up canceling a lot of them and just would go to, to campus and just pretend to be at school for the day. <laughs> while I was just kind of like on my phone thinking of video ideas. That's pretty much what um, I did the last like year I went to school. <laughs> I yeah. just showed up, didn't pay attention. Um, and then after that, by the end of that year of like pretending to go to community college and uh, make like streaming and uploading when I got home, uh, I was, I reached like the three to 500 viewers that I needed for the, uh, for the uh, partnership on Twitch and things were looking up and my YouTube channel was taken off. Um, and I was like, okay, I can, I can do this for a living. And then I told my parents that I was going to get my own place. And they said, okay, we have to make enough money to support yourself for at least three months. And that summer, the summer of 2015, I did like, I, I, I made, it was like every month I was making enough to support myself and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to get a, ready to get a apartment. And I guess they didn't think I was gonna be able to do it. So they said, no, you can't get an apartment. I'm like, well, I'm 18. I'm ready. I'm ready to take on what I need to take on and like pursue consecration. They wanted me to quit still. Uh, so I just packed my stuff in a big black trash bag and put my computers in some boxes. And then like one day without like anyone noticing, I just like s- slipped it into my car and drove and I got a hotel for a week while I was looking for an apartment. Got to do so what I basically you like do. ran away. I basically ran away, but I was 18. <laughs> You're so 18. Technically- like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's really like but- the only, if you want your parents to get off your back, like, if you're not in their house, like, cause like I had, I had a like kind of a rocky relationship with my dad sometimes when I was in high school, but once I got into college and started moving out, like our, our relationship got so much better that I just didn't see him on a day to day basis. And like, you know, didn't feel like he, you know, he didn't feel like I had responsibilities of things to do at, you know, at, at their house, obviously cause I wasn't living there anymore. So it, yeah. 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 It was uh it was like a pretty big risk or decision yeah. for me. Cause up until that point, like I've always been really good with my parents and really like did what they wanted me to do in school and sports or whatever. So it was the first time I really like, like defied them like majorly. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it, it was a rough relationship that first year of like living on my own and stuff. But then after that, things started getting a little bit better. Yeah. It's just crazy to think like, cause you saying all this stuff is happening in 2015 and I'm just like thinking of where I was in 2015. Like, like my stuff was, you know, we were all kind of had been established by that point just to yeah. think like, behind the scenes not not a ton of people knowing like here comes cypher pk man yeah just grinding making moves yeah yeah this is cool to think about most uh, people most people forge acceptance letters this man's a forging <laughs> rejection, a rejection letter to, to pursue the know, bag yeah i probably can i probably could still find that email like it, it's it's <laughs> an email that i have access to um oh my god and my parents still don't know i just uh, if they find out, I'm sure they, like they'll laugh it off at this point. It's been it's been a long time. It's water if anything, under, they oh, might they might the be happy at this point. They might be happy that I did get accepted because they were really disappointed that I got rejected. So maybe they'll be like, "Well, 
at least he did get in, you know. <laughs> we knew something was off. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's great. <laughs> they they thought like I they they did have their suspicions of me just like throwing uh the like what do you call it? You know, you have to submit a I forgot. When you're trying to get into college, you the have to application? do like a little application. Yeah. They thought that I just intentionally messed up the application. Um, but my grades were like too good to like, yeah. just, like just just based off of my grades and where I where I finished in, in in my class, I was like guaranteed admission. But they didn't really know exactly how that worked, um, so they were a little bit suspicious about why I didn't get in. But I was just like, it's okay, I'll just save money and go to ACC and then like transfer to UT yeah. Austin when when that's done. So I don't think my parents ever realized how bad my grades got when I was in college. <laughs> like when I got in, I had an academic scholarship and like I had half my tuition paid for. As long as I kept yeah. my GPA above a 3.8 and the first year I had a 3.9 and the second year I had the 3.8. But then that third year, which is when like my YouTube channel really started to take off and I just couldn't focus on anything but that, I went from having a 3.8 to being on academic probation within like a semester and a half. And I don't think my parents ever realized my grades got that bad. It was just around that time. I was like, man, I think maybe I should just do this YouTube thing full time and stop <laughs> going to school. In reality, I was like failing. <laughs> like it was, like, it was I like, have to stop going yeah, to school. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to make no. me stop here soon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could uh, I couldn't go back uh, to my community college. They because of how many classes I would just register and then drop for those two semesters that I was there. They ended up like blocking my account and saying like I can't sign up or go to a class until I meet with a counselor because they're concerned. So and I never <laughs> did because that's when I was like, okay, I'm, I'm yeah. getting out of here. Like I'm gonna yeah. gonna go stream. So, uh, I, I attempted to get all the way through college, but then my friend's house burnt down with all my work in oh, it. Oh, yeah, I remember all that. And so I was like, guess retail it is. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. It, it taught me a lot about how to run like the business side of what we do. Because there's a lot of that. Yeah. People think we just play games forever. Like I just sit here from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. just furiously I, I love when people tweet me angry that, that that's all I do all day. It's like, you just yeah. play games all day. Like, like you, I hardly you, play you, games. You know, me, you know me so well. That's exactly what I do. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes a lot. And if you don't set those stuff up, you're just going to fail or like, um, you won't You'll just last, get past. Yeah. 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 A lot of important stuff. So you're streaming ESO. And then the first BR game you tried was that, was the H1Z1. Cause that was the first BR that I got into. Was it was yeah, H one. And I sucked. I sucked at BRs. I sucked at shooters because like leading up to that point, I was only playing uh, RuneScape and then Elder Scrolls. So and then, and any shooting game I played, which was Halo Three, which On was console. a controller. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't have like a FPS mouse to use or even like a good system to run H one. Um, so I never like I played it, but never really got into it because I was really bad at it. I got decent at it, but I started off playing. I literally played on a laptop with a 60 hertz monitor, a terrible mouse. And like, I was pretty like the only PC games we had played before was like prop hunt where I'm literally just like chasing around a little soda can as yeah. it runs around a map. Like <laughs> not really that intense. Um, but I got, I got decent at it towards the end of it. And then obviously that game kind of fell off. And, and then I was just curious, like, did you move to any other BR games after that? Or like what, when did, when did Fortnite step in? Cause there was like a good year or two gap of where, H1Z1 kind of fell out of popularity and when Fortnite mm -hmm. kind of came on the scene. That was when so, PUBG popped up, right? Huh? Yeah, PUBG came up a yeah, little PUBG. bit before in between there. So for me, it was it was like RuneScape up until ESO and then ESO up until For Honor and then yeah. For Honor up until Fortnite. But then during that 
you know, later ESO years and during the foreign years, I tried H1. Um, I played a lot of Overwatch. I ended up getting like top 500 in season three, but my viewership was so low on Overwatch and I ended up just like not pursuing it. Even though thinking back now and kind of understanding how growth works um, and how it kind of went with Fortnite, I probably should have stuck with Overwatch and just kind of, you know, force the issue and, and might have been, I might have been like a bigger streamer leading into Fortnite, but um, that's, you know, that's a whole other situation i just wasn't willing to like risk with with the viewership i had which is kind of scary because like i just made it and i feel comfortable and i'm getting the viewership that i was getting on like for honor and and eso and i just didn't want to like drop all of that and potentially lose it um but now i kind of have a better understanding of like the the streaming space where when you are trying to like grow a, a bigger audience you do have to take that initial dip when you're going to a different game yeah um right but yeah, I, I dabbled with PUBG, dabbled with Overwatch. Like I really liked Overwatch and then, you know, dabbled with H1, but didn't really get into, I didn't really like BRs. Uh, just, I wasn't good. I didn't really put the time into them. And then I, I couldn't put the time into them because I was, I had this like fear of just losing my audience um, that I had built. But when, when Fortnite came out, what was different was at this point, it was like towards the end of my time playing For Honor and... I was like, my viewership was going down like big time. Like I went from averaging like six, seven, 800 viewers on Twitch to like 300, sometimes 250 on for honor. And I was like, if I keep at this, I'm just going to like fade away. I'm like, I'm not going to just kind this. of the game's hype itself, like kind of dying down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The for honor hype died down and I ended up going back to ESO uh, when that happened for a couple of months, like leading up to, to Fortnite. I went back to ESO. My viewership jumped back up because ESO was just doing a little bit better. And but I was like, like I, I hated that position I was in where I was like, okay, I'm playing a game that was dying and my viewership was dying too. And I, I was kind of tired of For Honor. And my solution was to go back to a game that I already played for a couple of years that I was tired of. And I already reached like my cap in that game. Mm-hmm. Like there's no higher point to go. So I was kind of just sick of it. And I was ready for a game to come out that was that I was into, but I was also but it was also popular. And when For when Fortnite came out, I was just like, this might be this might be the one. I, I started playing it from like the first week of the BR, um, and I was dabbling. And at first, I was like, this building sucks, bro. People are just camping <laughs> one by ones. I don't like this game. I wish there wasn't building. Right, that was my initial thought. I hated the building, um, and I was dabbling in it for a little bit. And I was like, if I really want to get good at this game, I have to just quit For Honor and Elder Scrolls and just like pursue it. And I'm having fun, even though I sucked when I started. And I was like, I'm having fun, but I have to really take this risk. And, and my viewership was like about 100, 100 live viewers after like averaging like 500 for a couple of years. So it was, it was scary, but I was like, you know, I, I either do this or I, you know, fail as a content creator. Like, you know, I, I just, I was kind of stagnant for a long time. And it and yeah Absolutely i mean not. that's that's i mean you're you're right that's kind of how it works with every game like when a new game comes out and you try to switch to it like it even happens on youtube like if you up, like i've uploaded some videos on valorant like they didn't do very well like at all compared to what i'm used mm-hmm. to uploading but i gave them a fair shot i uploaded like five six seven of them and uh i was like you know maybe hopefully one of these starts to pick up if it does then maybe i'll come back you know i'll i'll dive more into it but you also like have times where the game doesn't really pick up as much in valorant at least on youtube for me hasn't really 
taken off a whole lot, but it's still something that Most I'm like going to keep in consideration. If, you know, if it, maybe it seems like something that's starting to build back up hype, but I guess it's a little different for Twitch streaming though. I mean, with YouTube, obviously yeah. I can upload a video of Valorant one day and then Modern Warfare, which I'm playing consistently the next day and go back and forth. I feel like with streaming, you kind of can do with, that, but kind of have to choose on, one way or the on other. the streamer that you are. Yeah. Uh, I feel like personally, I have a bit of a bit of a curse with the way I make content and the way I stream is it kind of pigeonholes me into uh, like one or two games uh, because the appeal of my content a lot of times is like the educational stuff, like, you know, Fortnite, yeah. how to win series. So I have to play the game enough to, to be really good at it and then be really good at it to the point where I can like share knowledge with people. And that's what keeps people coming in and stuff. And that's kind of like the the core of a lot of the content that I make is like it's educational and it covers like deeper detail about the game. So that requires me to really just play that game a lot to be on top of all of it. Um, recently, I've been transitioning my content to be more, you know, entertainment focused, just purely about the, you know, the storytelling that we're doing, you know, the people that I'm playing with. And I'm trying to make that transition a little bit more. That way, when I'm playing other games, like when I'm playing Warzone um, or whatever comes out, I'm a little bit. I got a little bit more wiggle room in terms of like keeping audience retention. Yeah. Cause I obviously won't be really good when I swap to a new game to be able to like tell people like tips and tricks and whatnot. Yeah. So one thing I noticed at least recently is like just how, how much your YouTube channel has just taken off in the past, like yeah. two, three months. Like obviously your channel was doing really well, but it's crazy to me that your channel is doing so much better now than Fortnite when it was at its peak. For sure. Yeah. And a lot of that is because people are staying home and, and watching more videos, but we really have been on the rise even before everybody starts staying home. Um, and a, a big part of that was just changing my mentality and also like quitting competitive Fortnite. Yeah. Uh, I, I was scrimming like on stream every day, like early 2019, um, late 2018. And, and it was killing my channel. It was killing my vibes. Uh, and I was really diving into competitive and there wasn't a lot of content being made. Uh, and once I was able to understand that one, first of all, playing competitive from Texas with like 50 ping in tournament servers. Both servers. <laughs> yeah, both ways. On both servers is terrible, right? I have to like work twice as hard as these pros and I can't because I'm streaming and, and, and doing all this other stuff. And then on top of that, um, there like I'm I'm not really like making content, like I'm not progressing my content, uh, both on Twitch, uh, because of low viewership during scrims and on YouTube, because there's like, you can't just upload scrims to YouTube. So initially I really wanted to be like pro con, you know, Fortnite player, but also make content. And then I realized like, if I really want to do this right, I, I can't just be spending all this time practicing competitive. So once I quit competitive and really stopped doing those scrims and whatnot, like I still play the tournaments here and there just for fun. But once I really stopped putting a lot of time and effort into it, I was able to just create content that people wanted to watch that was funny i was doing the random duos more often random squads I, I i was on the fortnite fashion show trend for a bit and now we're just like thinking of like any cool fortnite video idea content related and you know tell some funny stories and whatnot and just it's been really taken off uh yeah like i think we went from averaging like 10 million channel views yeah, you're, you're at like 70 to 20, now. <laughs> and now we're at 70. And yeah. like, we just want to keep this momentum going. It's insane. Um, but I, 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 the biggest credit I want to give is just not focusing on the competitive side of the game and just focusing yeah. on the fun, casual side. 
Yeah. No. Does it kill your desire or enjoyment of the competitive aspect entirely? Or was it just trying to create content while still being competitive? I, I you, so so I still play in the tournaments because I like to compete and yeah. I still want to do well in those tournaments. Uh, but I know that I won't be, if I don't put the just, time yeah, into just it. Yeah, just the sheer I'm, amount I'm, of people now that literally all they do all day is scrim or do creative and literally just work yeah. on getting better at the game. Like unless you're doing that also, you you cannot you keep up. It doesn't matter. Like it. Yeah, and and I hate when people think that it's because I'm not talented. Like it's really it's a time thing. It's truly a time thing. Right. Uh, if I put all my time into competitive, into creative, into box fights, build fights, VOD reviews, you know, working with like a Fortnite coach or whatever, uh, to like, you know, join, join, like watch me do the tournament. Yeah. These are literally all stuff. things that like the top thousand players do. Yeah. Like that's, what's crazy. And, and if you're not doing that, you know, you're not going to be up there. But then, like people want to, like people like try to insult people as being content creators or like just being trashed the game. Where in reality, like almost almost every Fortnite content creator, if they wanted to, because it, it is a time thing. It, like it, it's it's about how much hours you put into improving your competitive like grind. If they right. wanted to, they could dump all their time into competitive and do well in tournaments. Um, but what that would result in them like losing out on sponsorships, not yeah. getting as many views on on YouTube. Um, and, and then people, a lot of times when I mention this, they bring up players like Booga or Tifu. They're like, well, they do all this stuff and they compete and they do well. And I'm just like, in reality, in reality, like, not to the level you don't know that behind you the scenes. Yeah. Cause, cause people don't know what goes on behind the scenes. They just look at like a live view count. Mm -hmm. Like Booga will have like 25,000 people watching him play a tournament. But in reality, if Booga went the content creator route after winning the World Cup, like purely content creation and like focus on that, he he could be lining up a lot more sponsors. He could be getting a lot more views on YouTube. He's a competitor and he chose to keep competing and, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's not a wrong decision. It's I just, mean, he made $3 million that, dollars yeah. in the World for Cup. Sure, for sure, so, yeah. yeah. But you make that decision. Like you, you, either go, you either go hard on the competitive side and do some content like a lot of these pros do or you go hard on the content side and either do some or little to no competitive. If you split 50-50, you're not going to do well at either of them. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's just obvious with, you know, how anything you do. Like I was doing that when I was doing school and YouTube, which is why I quit going to school. I was mm -hmm. like, I'm giving half my attention to my YouTube channel, half my attention to going to school. Eventually Both are one takes over the other. Be. Yeah. yeah. I'm Eventually like, my one takes over the other. Down. My YouTube channel could be doing better. And so that's, I was like, I have to choose one. Um, but one thing I think that I, that I really like about the way you approach like content creation as being primarily, I mean, would you say primarily a Twitch streamer? I guess maybe not at this point, but it seems, you know, you stream and then while you're streaming, you like make a YouTube video, yeah. which I like because it's, you get to make YouTube content that is thoughtful and you put thought into it and it's planned out. It's not just like the best game from the day ripped and uploaded, mm -hmm. which can get super monotonous. Which was what I, which is what I used to do back then. And that didn't work. Like, it yeah, didn't it's, work it's never going to work as well. Um, I mm. always like, I always made the analogy that it's like going to a restaurant and they're serving you like leftovers. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's like, I already saw this, like, you know, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but actually having some thought into it and then editing on top of that after the fact of like recording it. Yeah. Um, I think that's one of the reasons, obviously, like your YouTube channel is doing really, really well. For the first time ever, I'm like, I'm recording videos off stream, mm -hmm. uh, which I never used to do. I used to always like create the videos while I was live. Even in ESO, I used to do that. I used to, like make build videos or tutorials while I was live streaming. 
that way i didn't have to work as hard uh, or like double the hours of you know playtime. um but you you do have to be a little bit thoughtful with it uh, my my youtube editor he acts as a youtube manager as well and he'll have ideas laid out and things planned out ahead of time so that it's easy for me to execute these videos while live streaming um but i am i feel like predominantly i'm still primarily a streamer even though my youtube kind of overtook that's, my twitch yeah that's of one of the questions i had like is your youtube channel like is that even a bigger source of revenue at this point than your twitch channel obviously you don't so, have to give numbers but it seems so, based yeah. on my knowledge of the scene and how it works like your youtube channel is doing really really well yeah so to give like uh without giving specific numbers but to give like ratios uh before like last year my twitch and my youtube were 50 50 it was pretty pretty split um but i would put i was putting like 90 percent of my time into twitch and then 10 percent into youtube because i don't edit my own videos and a lot of the videos were just best clips of the day right mm -hmm. now that i'm now that i'm kind of uh fo focusing on the videos that i upload and, and don't just upload like the best game of the day uh my time is probably like 80 20 or 75 25 but the in terms of revenue my youtube now is like three or four times bigger than my twitch yeah that's kind of what i figured but i wasn't sure obviously yeah. but which is which is great because now i'm more willing to uh take like a day off like yeah you know i i, I take every monday off anyways but like Lately, I've been more willing to take like an extra day if, if I want to. And I'm also more willing to just like on days like today, today I woke up and I just, I recorded a video with, with my little cousin on Fortnite for today's upload. So I'm more willing <laughs> to just like record videos off stream and, and, uh, just like feel like accomplished that I've I uploaded a YouTube video because like, I know that the YouTube channel is doing really well. Um, so still streaming like nearly 200 hours a month, which is above above that's average a that's a ton yeah i mean that's um, literally more than a full-time job that's 50 hours a that's week 50 hour weeks yeah but the dream is to eventually be able to just like stream like 100 to 150 put a lot of effort into like the youtube content and then like just like try to try to grow it like that because that's a little bit more of a healthy lifestyle and i'm able to kind of be more creative with my videos yeah and my con even my live content would benefit um because i wouldn't be as burnt out yeah people always ask me like why don't i stream more and the main answer is just i enjoy doing youtube more like i enjoy the process of like the creative process of like thinking of something while no one no one sees what's happening you know this is all going on like behind the scenes it's not live thinking mm -hmm. of an idea recording it editing it and then pushing it out there as like a finished product and seeing what people think about it like that was always more satisfying to me than just being live on twitch all the time um yeah, I've always enjoyed the YouTube side of things more for that reason. And also, obviously, the benefits of not having to be live all the time and, you know, having a mental breakdown about <laughs> yeah. taking yeah. two days off and losing, you know, a fifth of your revenue or whatever that month because you decided to take three, four days off or whatever, which is crazy. Taking time off from live streaming sucks. It sucks. You immediately see like a drop in your sub count. It's like a lot. It's like a live number. It's just like keeps dropping when you're not streaming. Yeah. Um, even Did, when you are streaming, it drops. I want to reach back. So when you and I first met in person, it was during the For Honor event in, mm -hmm. was it Montreal? Yeah. Did you not, I could be wrong here. I could be thinking of somebody else at a completely different event, but did you not go rent out like an internet cafe to not miss a day of streaming or something? Yeah, that was me. Yeah. See, that's, I, that's the kind of dedication like, you don't see that shit. This man rented an entire fucking cafe. <laughs> yeah, we, we rented, we rented like a big chunk of this cafe and they gave us like a private, uh, like room in their in their cafe so that i can stream while i was at this event and 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 thinking back at that i'm like man i, 
I really wish I was just chilling out in Montreal with the boys instead yeah. of having to having to like but worry that about fear, streaming. like that anxiety. It, it doesn't go away. It's gotten better. It's yeah. gotten better, uh, primarily because of the YouTube success. Um, but it, it, it doesn't go away. It doesn't go, completely go away. Like yesterday, I streamed for three hours. The day before, I took off, and the day before that, I streamed for three hours. And that's like the lowest I've streamed uh, in the past couple months. Uh, and I. Felt like I was having an anxiety attack yesterday while spending time with family. I was yeah. just like, oh man, like, you know, I, I should probably stream. And, and even last night, I really shouldn't have streamed. I was kind of tired, but I did anyways. And I was just like, okay, well, uh, I'm taking Monday off as well. And, and then maybe I shouldn't take Monday off. But I was like, no, 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 I need, I need to. I can get my schedule back on track. And by Tuesday, I'll come back strong. It's, 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 it's a tough, like, mental thing to always have it, having to be live. Whereas yeah. on my YouTube channel, like, I had videos planned out during that trip. Like I had a video every day going up and I was like, um, and, and, and eventually I want to get to a point where I'm not uploading every single day as well. Like that's also kind of like been a thing where I've kind of set that standard of daily uploads. And, and I even have like the second channel where we almost daily upload. But, uh, I, I also want to kind of get just like more quality out, yeah. of, out of the videos. I still get that feeling from time to time. Like it's, Cause obviously like there's the YouTube side of things, but also like I have a lot of stuff going on outside of YouTube and there's a lot more to YouTube obviously than just even just making videos, like obviously mm -hmm. playing the game, recording the video, getting the video edited, all that kind of stuff. There's even way more just beyond that as well as streaming. And like, it's gotten to a point where like I feel guilty for like enjoying a weekend or like going and like doing something that's just for me just to enjoy it. And I'm like, man, I, I, I like, I should be doing this. Like, I don't know. I, and I hate it. It sucks. Obviously there's a lot of benefits of doing what we do and I'm not like here to complain, mm -hmm. but it's just, there's a right. whole different level of anxiety that goes along with this stuff. Even, even doing YouTube, like obviously I don't have to be live streaming to, you know, to feel like I'm working, but just, just the fact literally just like having a lazy Saturday. I'm like, my I man, I should be doing this. Self-employed, yeah. you know, cause there's no salary. There is no paid time off. You can clock no in any hour time. of the day. Yeah. yeah. It's no one's going to tell you to do that job. So you have to do it. And then that mentality never goes away. Yeah. Of like, I could watch a movie. I could go record a video for 90 minutes. You know, it's like I could be productive and be miserable or I could enjoy myself and just fret the whole damn time. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not being productive. Yeah. There's no winning. It's like imagine it's imagine you worked a regular job and then you got home from your job and you started watching a movie and the whole time you're watching the movie you're like man my boss could text me and tell me I'm fired at any point in time. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like that's kind of how the feeling is. Obviously it's not that dramatic, but yeah, it's not fun. So I, yeah, I have a question you don't for check you, Cypher. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just saying you don't check out, like you don't you don't clock out of. Yeah, out you of can't your job. mentally just in. check out. Yeah. No. Um, would you switch platforms if you got one of these these lovely lovely fat deals, fatty deals, or maybe you do already have a Twitch deal and nobody you know we don't know about it, but <laughs> um, I, I I've been approached by a few streaming platforms, uh, and it's just. The, the numbers at the time didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And uh, ideally, like, I really do want to stay with Twitch. But, but, but like, there is a number. <laughs> like, there is a, a price. <laughs> There's a um, and, and, and YouTube is not a bad place. I feel like it, it, there's a chance that I would have more viewership, live viewership on YouTube um, because of how good my YouTube is doing. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, mixer or whatever else isn't off the board but those would, would, would those would require even bigger numbers because i just know that it's 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 tough like even like the biggest streaming faces in the world ninja and shroud 
mm-hmm. took huge viewership hits and haven't really like recovered those viewers necessarily. And yeah. they weren't expecting to, but it's just like yeah, huge viewership. You, you hits. just I'm know definitely... going into it that that's the case. Whereas YouTube, yeah. you're probably not going to take the hit in viewers. It's more about just like moving your community to a new platform and yeah, yeah, and then potentially and it, like less subscription revenue or whatnot or yeah. less, less maybe even less advertisement because like sometimes there's companies that just want to work on Twitch yeah, and want to advertise on Twitch. And, and then being having like a Twitch and a YouTube, I'm able to kind of like uh, you're diversified. You know, it's nice ways, for sure. Um, and like adpocalypse would affect both my stream and Twitch, or I mean, my stream and my YouTube videos if that ever happening. And whereas like if I'm on Twitch, I'm kind of safe from that a little bit. The streams are at least. So it, I like Twitch. There's always a number. There's always like a <laughs> of course monetary number that would get me to switch. Um, uh, but you know, hopefully, if I keep going and keep growing with with Twitch and YouTube, maybe I'll maybe see myself with a with a Twitch deal. Like some of the some of the current mm-hmm. uh, big Twitch stars have kind like of a lot of a lot Tim of and Lupo, yeah, right? Tim Lupo, Nick, Doc. you know, Doc, yeah. uh, Pokemon, all lining up Twitch deals. And I, I see myself as just like one tier below them in terms of like size on on Twitch. Not um, in my I eyes, cipher. Not in my eyes. Huge. Dude, I'm <laughs> talking about. <laughs> Uh, I guess one tier below them when it comes to me playing other games other than Fortnite. But when I'm on Fortnite, I would I would say like yeah, I'm a tier one streamer in terms of like how many people watch me play Fortnite. But I'm still trying to get people to watch me play other things at that level. Uh, like 10k plus viewers. I feel like that like for me, 10k plus viewers is like tier one. Like that's like mm-hmm. the top top streamers is 10k plus viewers. Yeah. Um, and for me right now on Fortnite, I average over 10k. But on other games, it's like three to five. So I want to eventually get my core audience, which is like the three to five K that watch me play pretty much anything, single player, you know, war zone or whatever, try to get those up to 10 K so I can like feel more solidified in that sense. But that's like, that's just my, my streaming goals. I don't feel inadequate. Just something I'm working towards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe a Twitch deal. I've always tried to put myself Perfect. in those shoes. Cause like I, I actually have a, I, I'm a, I'm signed exclusive to stream on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like guys like Courage and there's some other people, but obviously I'm not a streamer first and foremost. I'm a YouTuber first and foremost, so it's a little bit different for me. So to put myself in those shoes, like, who, like, what would the number have to be to like not upload videos on YouTube anymore? Like go to Vimeo or something, or like, yeah. and I just like that's so terrifying. It's it is super terrifying. terrifying. Obviously, it's a little you know for you now in your position with your YouTube channel doing well, it's not as daunting. But like, if you know, but go, going going somewhere else would be daunting. Yeah, like going going to Mixer or Caffeine would be would be scary. Yeah, because it's even even like uh, at the end of the day, like even with the big payout, like there's there's still a side of me that that there's a big side of me that just doesn't care about the money. Like I, I I'm very comfortable mm-hmm. where I'm at. You know, I have a lot saved. I'm, you know, financially like uh, smart about where, where I'm putting my money and and own my house and whatever. But like mm-hmm. beyond that, I feel like just having a huge cut in viewership would make me sad mm-hmm. like, like it would make me demotivated to, to stream yeah. like you build up a huge you audience for those numbers you know? yeah mm-hmm. and then that goes away and then sure like you're that's going away but you're getting a huge paycheck like mm-hmm. retirement worthy paycheck but at the same time like i don't know i don't know if that is going to be completely enough to not make me feel just like sad about yeah you know having a smaller audience yeah. but you never know yeah because i'm in a position now i mentioned it to these guys were like i don't really pay attention to like my month by month like earnings like my revenue on youtube yeah me like neither. like i'm in a position where like you know luckily i don't have to worry about it like it's not going to be the difference between me eating or whatever like i'm like i'm doing well 
But what right. matters to me more is like my month to month subscription numbers and view numbers, just in terms of wanting to make sure my channel is progressing and not falling off mm -hmm. and stuff. So I, I, I get you in that sense. Yep. And totally then the creative process of just making like videos that you're proud of, like that's yeah. a big, big deal. Um, and I feel like that could easily take a hit if you were to like upload your videos to Vimeo or whatever. Like yeah. If you sign like a to put a bunch of time deal. into a video and then upload it on Vimeo and get like three thousand views compared to my you know current like half a million <laughs> yeah. to a million. It's like, well, well, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Anthony, I want to circle back to that that okay. for honor event. Cipher, do you know right. what happened? <laughs> no, I, I'm one. Like, was it while I was Anthony? Or Anthony something? will fill you in. It was during the event. While so we were there. I thought you mentioned for honor because you knew about what happened. Uh, oh no, I don't. I don't know what happened. I was out of the loop. Okay, so to fill in you and obviously everybody listening, we were all three of us here were invited to Montreal by Ubisoft to participate in a For Honor like five v five content creator tournament. Anthony, I did not know about your For Honor past at this time either. We did not oh, know yeah. you were you were. <laughs> we did not know that. God. Yeah, like you and TG and all these guys were like the holy trinity tournament of For winners. Honor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I were, you know, I'm I'm a casual gamer. Everybody that watches me knows that. I'm not. I'm like the modern Woody's gamer tag, except not forty and making stupid comments um but they there was a moment on this stream where tg killed me i think six times in a matter of about 45 seconds oh my god and i was just irate it's like i'm just trying to enjoy myself keep this fake smile on anthony is quite and a the ranger. last time he killed me i was like man this is retarded dude like <laughs> this is stupid and they happened to just cut to me oh when no. i said that so the devs, the Ubisoft guys, like Will with Ubisoft, all thought I was saying For Honor is retarded. <laughs> but what I was saying is that I just died six times to TG in under a minute. I'm retarded. <laughs> but they took that the wrong way, and I literally have not worked with Ubisoft since. Damn. But they, hey, like, cut me off. It was a fun I did, time I did in one Montreal, at home. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was a great time in Montreal. I remember did, specifically, the best part about that entire trip was getting to meet new people. And when I took a bathroom break, the guy sitting next to me, I'm pretty sure is now deceased. I have never <laughs> heard sounds like that come out of a human oh, being. God. I will what, never forget that. Wasn't there never... also like a, a huge argument because... Uh... Oh, because we were going to like... One team was going to like let the other team okay, win yeah, or something for this. That's when Luke so got it was, pissed. It was, yeah, it, was first, it was first team to three wins. Yeah. And, uh, Somebody was supposed to throw around or we something, We won the right? first... You were on my team, right? So it was like yeah. me, you, Nova. We, we won, right? Yeah. yeah. So we won. We won one. They won one. We won another one. And then they said, uh, let's let's tie it up two to two. Um, because actually, like, we were... The one that they won, we kind of, like, took it a little bit easy. Because we, we didn't want to just 3-0 sweep, right? Because we did have, like, the people like me who played a lot before. And it was, like, we're good at the game. So we wanted to like have it to where it was two two, and then in the last match, everybody just plays to the best of their abilities. Anything goes. Yeah, I remember um, that. I remember that. That 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 being the plan at least. Yeah, <laughs> but we ended up winning three one, and I think what happened was it was just like either like we just kind of got tired of it. We're just like let's just let's just finish the match. Yeah, matches. we just wanted to like, go. We just wanted to like we just wanted to end and and uh, who was who was it who got really mad? Cartoons. Cartoons, Cartoons, Luke, our buddy Luke. He got. He got really. He was not he was pleased. Like, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. He's like, don't fucking talk to me. Ah, <laughs> uh, if I if I knew he was gonna be that mad, I, I really wouldn't have. Like, <laughs> he was like an hour later. He was like over it, was, but just was, yeah. At the time, yeah. he was really pissed. It was kind of funny, but created some some tension, you know. Yeah. But, 
Hey, that cake no, they I, had was baller, though, right? Yeah. Dude, I, I, I didn't know that, that happened with you about the whole... Uh, oh, yeah. I've literally oh, not worked man. with them since because they think I insulted their game. Ubisoft, if you're listening, I want to say this. I did not say your game is retarded. However, I will say now, that game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that's toxic. That's, that's fine. They're not watching. They haven't kept up with me in 18 months. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of like any moment that I had that was really like kind of, I guess, potentially embarrassing or... Like, have you had any moments on like sponsored events where you've like really messed up? Ah, oh, um, yeah, because like all of our stuff, be, like, usually streams is, we're not or, used to it being streamed after events. Like, we're used to like no, recording we usually a can edit those things out. No, I've done a lot of live sponsored events, and nothing really sticks out to me as as going wrong. Uh, like Jericho recently had like a Burger King deal, and he called him McNuggets. Like within the first sixty seconds, like have you ever done anything like that? No, no, no. Where you've just like totally just like I'm never working with these people again. No, I, I think I do a lot of I do a lot of prep before a sponsored stream. Like a, yeah. I, I have my agents will send me like a sheet with like everything I need to say, everything I can't say. Like please right. don't refer to like I don't know. Uh, but reference other games or titles. Or, yeah, or, yeah. And it like give specific like I guess like like when I when I went to. When I went to like the NASCAR race, I went. I was. I did a thing with NASCAR, and like one of the one of the terms was like, "Please do not reference the Confederate flag." Like, there's gonna be Confederate <laughs> flags on your stream. They're not talking about it. We don't talk about them. <laughs> um, but no, like I've been pretty good about that stuff. Uh, I, I have like one like embarrassing like live stream story, but this was like, let's hear it. This is this. I don't know if I. I mean, I'm gonna say you don't gotta put yourself on blast like this. You're either gonna tell me this story, you're gonna show us some stick figures. We can talk about it after all this, you know. (laughs) I have to say it now, but the viewers want to hear one of two things. You're either gonna tell us a bad story, or you're gonna you're gonna debut a stick figure video for us. So here's (laughs) your choice. Here's the story. Um, (laughs) this was when I was uh, 18. This is before I met my wife, my beautiful. Uh, loving wife. She's so very lovely. I, I've met her. She's very nice. Nothing but good things pre- to say. Gotta preface it with that. So, I, w- I, w- I was done with an Elder Scrolls stream uh, and I didn't end the stream, but I thought I did. And I had, I had a Skype call. Okay. And I, and I was talking with this girl. <laughs> nothing, nothing, crazy. Like, nothing crazy. Like a vocal Skype call or like Vocal, typing? vocal, vocal. Okay. Uh, vocal, not video. Um... <laughs> And then there was another girl that I was talking to that messaged me. So I wanted to talk with her instead. <laughs> so while I'm live, I Young told Cypher was this, a player. Well, I was, I was, I was, so it was just, I, like I said, this was before I met my wife, before we started dating. While, while I was live, I told the one I was talking to that, oh, I needed to go. My mom was calling me. So I hanged up. And then answered the other call. And everybody's hearing all this. And I'm and, and the thing is there was there might have been like hundred and fifty people watching, right? But no one like said it. Like there wasn't clipping back then. You had to have like odd shot or whatever. Um and I just immediately just like deleted the VOD, ended the calls, like I have to go, boom, ended the call, deleted the VOD. I was just like, oh my god, that could have been really bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I mean, at least you know you averted complete disaster. Yeah, oh if God. that happened like anywhere within the past three years, it would have just been like, 
on the front page of like live stream fails. Yeah, that would have been just yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Cancel culture would have picked dude, it up. Live streaming is terrifying, dude. It is. It is. Do you have any gaffes, Tyler? Any mess ups? No, no. Thankfully, Bullshit. but there is a fear of like streaming and then having a webcam on and my girlfriend just like walking in with no clothes on. He's like, you know, we're in our own house. That happens. <laughs> yeah. She walks around with no clothes on sometimes or like a robe no, or something. That's always a no. fear, but I make yeah, sure to tell her, I'm out. like, Kelly, I'm gonna have my webcam on. Just stay out of my room. <laughs> just text me if you need it. If it's an emergency, just put come a in. sign on your door that says I do. live. I want one of those big recording, like on yeah, air yeah. signs. I want one of those. Yeah. And my next, those like, need one if, I, if I ever build like the office, that's going to have that for sure. And I can just I would make sure flip I the switch on my desk. Position my desk in a way where people can walk in and give me food without being on stream. Yeah, I need, like I need to do that. <laughs> Listen, this, this setup is not optimized for streaming. I'm not a streamer. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. I'm a no cam, no cam guy. So maybe in the future. But. I just need to set up my green screen. I've just been lazy. Speaking of streaming, Cypher, we want to know what the pre-stream ritual is like. We've seen, I've, we've seen the video on how you do your hair. Because I was, that, I oh, wrote yeah. that down as a question, and then uh, my my manager I was saw like, that "There's a video." Yeah, my manager's like, "Oh, here's a video. He did upload a video on how he did it." I'm like, "Oh, well, that's pretty straightforward." But you know, what's the, is that pretty much mostly it for the pre-stream ritual? Or is there is there something you do? Or also, I need to know so, like what the haircut process is because like I get that the the actual doing of the hair is pretty easy, mm -hmm. but the haircut seems like it's probably a little more. Yeah, it took it took a while to find the right barber, give me the right cut. Um, and it's always being like optimized, I guess, and trying to trying to perfect it. <laughs> what's what's uh, the latest patch notes on the V four point two. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I do have I do have a, a I guess a personal barber, and and lately he's just been like cutting my hair at home. Like he just comes over because I'm not. It's, he I don't think he's opened his shop yet because of what's going yeah. on and. Uh, he's just like cutting like exclusively a couple people's hair. Um, I got a little bit of heat about, for that as well for like still getting my hair cut. Um, thing is, I haven't left the house. Like, like I, I really don't like. Haven't. What do people think? Like, what are we supposed to do? Lock ourselves in like a freezer and like cryo <laughs> chamber ourselves? <laughs> cryo like, therapy like, there's gonna be some human human interaction. You just yeah. gotta like you know yeah distance. Be careful. Wash your hands. Like, be I think careful. I think like, there's like I think there's like levels this? to it. This is why we should be allowed to be getting haircuts. <laughs> I don't, oh god, <laughs> mine's pretty long too. It's all back here, yeah. but I don't mind it long. I I, I go in I go in I, waves, long yeah. and cut. But Anthony's. I think there's like there's like levels. I'm gonna to do it. the cipher technique right oh, now. Yeah. I got you. You just you just you're missing a little bit of hair. <laughs> that one missing hair. One I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of product. A lot more product. <laughs> I like that. That's cipher's hair, but with a with a rooster tail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh it's the remix. <laughs> Audio only people are gonna have to go to YouTube to see this part. You're gonna you're gonna wanna see it too. <laughs> yeah. Here we go, look at that. I'm ready to stream, boys. <laughs> so is that pretty much it though? Just mostly the hair? So so I, I do my hair before stream. Um I have to, I feel like because I'm, I'm at this point at this out. point you've set such a high standard. Yeah, and then ain't like nobody the coming into quality. your stream to see some whack hair. For sure. <laughs> And the better the camera quality, the more imperfections get picked up. So the more I have to like actually like take care of how I look. I guess he weighs um, that off. He's like, man, still. I could get a better camera, but I really don't want to like go that extra mile. But I'm my really hair. too <laughs> ugly for that. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel. But yeah, it's just like the, the I have like a ten minute countdown. I'm usually just like setting up, you know, titles and stuff, and uh, I'll do my hair during the ten minutes, and then I'm ready. Like there's not really a lot that goes into it. I usually will. Try to have like a cup of coffee or something before a yeah. stream. 
currently not sponsored by an energy drink. I was sponsored for a little bit. Um, and now we're kind of just like shopping around, uh, for a new sponsor. So hopefully, hopefully I'll have whatever drink that sponsor <laughs> is sponsoring. Me whatever with. beverage, whatever beverage. But until, until then I'm just kind of, kind of having like a cup of coffee before I go live and I get to I hear Jeep. I hear G Fuel's dropped a few people. They probably got some room. <laughs> oh no! Potentially, yeah. <laughs> Wait, they That's drop? all we're saying about that. <laughs> are you, I had to sneak you're not, it in you're there. not still with LG, are you? No, I'm actually a free agent. Um, I've been a free agent for actually like uh, seven months. So it's been a while, I feel like, but yeah. I just didn't know exactly when it happened. Did you really yeah. say when it happened, or is it just kind of? No, no, no. I, only recently when people started asking me if I'm part of a team, I'll, I'll say no. Oh. Um, like it's just, we were gonna like, I was planning to resign with LG. Um, there was a few like different orgs, but then like with this, with this whole virus situation, like it's kind of like a lot of, a lot of, a lot of orgs kind of just like, I've heard. slowing down, pulling out. So free agent currently not really like in a hurry to get with any org necessarily. Um, Either ways, like with the way my channels function, the idea of being with an org would strictly have to be like a partnership. Like, like they would they would just be a sponsor at that point. It, w- it wouldn't yeah. be a traditional like, you know, player content creator under an organization. It'd be more like, you know, Cipher X whatever. Yeah, org. you want to build your own uh, brand. That's that's what I've always like. People have asked me like why I didn't like back earlier days in Fortnite when I like people actually considered me like one of the better players. Obviously mm-hmm. not like best in the world, but you know people thought I was really good and I was yeah. decent. You know, people are like, oh, you should sign to an org. And it's like, I want to build my own brand. Like, I have my own sponsors. I don't want to promote someone else's sponsors, someone else's brand. And yeah. so I, I get that. That's kind of where I've been at with, like, that sort of thing. I'm not opposed to it, but it just it would have to be such a uniquely, like, specific it'd be, it'd kind be a of unique partnership deal. relationship. Kind of, kind of like the Nick phase partnership. Yeah. Where it's still like Nick, you know, he has his MFAM and he has his brand, but he's, like, associated with face. And, and when they announced it, like, they announced it as, like, nick x phase like it's yeah. more of like a partnership and not you joining necessarily underneath i'm the just curious if phase actually gets like their money's worth out of that because like i don't know like obviously i don't know anything about that deal or how much money it yeah. was or anything but like for me personally like i just don't feel like there's a, a a relationship where i would be getting the money from the deal that i feel is fair and they would be getting the the amount of promotion from me that they would feel is fair for that money you know like that's why i just never felt it's, like it really it's works. a hard yeah it's a hard i feel like a big reason why a lot of top streamers are not part of an org um, is because find, like finding the right numbers in that situation is pretty difficult and it usually doesn't work out. Either one side is getting overpaid or underpaid and that's kind of yeah. the reality of things. Okay. I mean, you think about it like Ninja, you know, Shroud, yeah. Dr. Suspect, like they're in the time and they're all yeah. not part of an org. Yeah. So if, if, if there was deals that made sense to be for them to be part of an org, I'm sure that would have already happened. Um, so it's very far and few between where it actually makes sense and it works. Yeah. Right. Um, once I you mean, get to a certain size, I mean, that's a good excuse cipher, but we all know the real reason you're not an org anymore is because hashtag fuck cipher. That's why. Oh, <laughs> uh, so you got, gotten a bit of, not, not trouble, but just people were angry at you. Right. For, uh, yeah. for this whole skill-based matchmaking, basically they misunderstood really is more of it. Yeah. It was, a, it was a huge misunderstanding. So basically for people who don't know, uh hashtag fuck cypher was trending on twitter trending uh, it was in the u.s or worldwide or either way it's pretty bad i want to say i want to say it was just trending in gaming oh, okay um, i don't know how twitter works but it anymore. could have been trending in the u.s for a little bit i'm not sure how twitter trends work <laughs> um but there was a lot of people tweeting hashtag fuck cypher um 
<laughs> and I, it caught me off guard. At first, I was looking at my phone. I was like, what's going on here? I was like, fuck Cypher. And I said, who's Cypher? That's the first thing I said. I said, who's <laughs> Cypher? Because I didn't like. Couldn't I be done me. Anything. I did nothing wrong. Yeah, yeah. So in, in my mind, there was like, I was like, who's this other person named Cypher? It's kind of it's kind of weird because I don't know of other Cypher. So I was like, who's Cypher? And then I click on it and I'm like, wait, they're talking about me. How? Like, these people are talking about like, me. Who, who was big enough to tweet the initial hashtag fuck Cypher okay. that enough people caught on to it? So I did some research because I wanted to write some names down. And <laughs> I, I am I'm a person a who makes, I am a person who does lists. I am very petty. When it comes to stuff like this, I feel you um, on that one. Like Pettiness. if I get seen side by somebody, like I will, I will like check to see maybe like maybe they have a Twitch, maybe they have a Twitter, maybe they have a supportive creator code, maybe they, they've said something that's like really inappropriate, and maybe you know I send an email or two about their creator codes, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Whenever I have like uh, five minutes, you know, it's, it's people who really like I I really only reserve my pettiness for people who try to like ruin my videos or like target me or whatever, right? Um, so, but the point is I made a list of the people not really gonna do anything with that list, but I just, I just wanted to see the source and there was a, f a handful about like 10 content creators who have anywhere from like 10,000 to a couple hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube or Instagram or even Twitter, um, kind of started this and it was all trick shotters. So they're part of like com trick shot community, trick shot discords and the big frustration that they're having besides where they're aiming their frustration, which was at me, which was unwarranted, but the frustration the, at its core was that Epic uh, changed squads in Fortnite mm -hmm. to, to consist of 60 to 90 uh, AI characters. And then the rest are real players. So it became yeah. almost PVE, right? There was only like 10 to 30 real players in a match. Uh, and then about 60 to 90 fake players. These trick shotters love this because they were able to try to just like kind of do their trick shots uh, against almost anybody they ran into because it's it's mostly AI, um, and they were hitting a bunch of clips and they were making montages like more efficiently because they were it was just like easier opponents because they weren't real, and a lot of them were like trying out for trick shotting clans because now like they have more try. trick shots on AI yeah. that just stand there and literally <laughs> walk around just yeah. So it, it was a, it's definitely like a younger audience that, yeah. was, that was into that. Um, and that's why they were like so, uh, I guess, manipulated into thinking that, so easily manipulated to think that I was the reason. Uh, I made a video saying that there's too much AI, which was correct. There was, there was too many Yeah, that's AI. stupid. I didn't um, realize that when they initially added it back. Like I had a mm -hmm. tweet that some people got mad at too. Is like when they first added it back, I'm like, I'm like, they literally just add, or they just removed skill-based matchmaking first day and we already have like a bunch of pros like streaming going for like 40 kill games and stuff like i'm like yeah. i'm like you're gonna ruin it i'm like they just brought it back you're gonna ruin it like they're gonna add it yeah. back but i didn't know i didn't realize at the time like they're literally literally like 60 bots. to 90 ai bots yeah. the whole time which i didn't realize at first but and and i suggested that they reduce the the bots and, and you know it's funny is like the people who came after me they're they're i want to say like they're truly cowards because they came after me saying that I got skill-based matchmaking added back into squads, um, which was not the case in, in the first place. They, just, they, they, they only reduced the amount of AI bots, um, but they still adjusted the skill-based matchmaking uh, to be less strict because squads are still kind of easier right now than they were before. But these guys were like such cowards. They didn't want to say 
Yo, Cypher, you reduce the amount of AI bots, you bitch. Like, we can't make <laughs> videos anymore. They came after me on the skill-based matchmaking side of things, which they don't care about. They don't care about skill-based matchmaking being in the game or not. They just want to go against the AI bots. And because those bots got removed, they can't trick shot. And, they're, and they decided to point the finger at me, which if, if, they, if they were mad about the AI bots being reduced, I did have like a stance against that. So like I can understand that, that they're pointing like their frustration towards me. But they didn't even have the guts to say that it's because they wanted I mean, they wanted to go against bots. Outside of literally just that specific community, like who actually wants to join a a, a multiplayer game and fight primarily AI? Yeah. Like that's stupid. It, <laughs> well, aside from Anthony, of course. Anthony, <laughs> Anthony Anthony loves him some old school Call of Duty combat training. Yeah, Big I used to make that. I used to make uh, combat training montages against recruit bots. <laughs> he would shit on them. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I w this man cipher. This man rage quit. This didn't, a game this didn't against recruit bots. This didn't happen. No Rage quit when a recruit bot happen. killed him on Nuketown. Oh, what happened? Oh, I mean, you have to leave There's the game at somewhere. that point. You died of a recruit bot. You gotta get out. <laughs> you gotta get out of there. But yeah, oh, the, man. the the hashtag like it, it, it is really a small community that was mad at me. Very very minor. Um, and but the the thing with me is like as a YouTuber, as soon as I saw the hashtag, I was like, yes, dude, I don't have a video to upload tomorrow, but now I do. Like, <laughs> like, I was like this is this is amazing, and that video uh, did tremendously well on YouTube, uh, like two and a half million views and counting. And it actually, it actually would have had three million views if YouTube didn't shaft me because they unmonetized the video for like twelve hours. And even though I changed the thumbnail that they didn't like, it took them twelve hours to like go through and they, they initially rejected the new thumbnail even though it didn't have anything because what initially i had i had fuck cypher but i blurred out fuck but they don't want you to blur out anything no. they just want it to be not be there yeah so i changed the thumbnail within like 20 minutes so the video was live for six hours it was monetized then it got removed off the trending page and uh was not being recommended to anybody so the views went like this like this and then i immediately changed the thumbnail uh, to just instead of like hashtag fuck cypher to hashtag cypher ruin Fortnite, they immediately rejected the th the new thumbnail and then we appealed it again and then after 12 hours they said oh our mistake it's back right so during those 12 hours the video went from like 1.5 million to 1.6 million right first six hours it went from zero to 1.5 then 1.5 to 1.6 12 hours of demonetization and then as soon as the monetization came back the video started climbing again and now it's at two yeah. and a half. But like YouTube is a is a fickle beast. Now, yeah, from my they, understanding, from people I've talked to at YouTube, getting a video demonetized doesn't necessarily mean that it's gonna like have um poor performance. Those two things mm -hmm. are actually separate, but can be activated for the exact same reasons. So what happens is yeah. your your video can be demonetized and it can be shunned from like the algorithm if it violates like a community guideline. Yeah. And so having something like, you know, the F word in your thumbnail, blurred or not violates both of those things so it'll get demonetized as well as shunned from the algorithm but you can there's actually very rare instances where one can happen without the other like a video well, can, can be, stay monetized like a, and be dipped in the algorithm or unmonetized but have no effect in performance from what i I've, think of like from what i've heard like from song, people i've talked to at youtube yeah like if you're using a song and it's unmonetized but the video is still good like it would still be in the algorithm potentially yeah um yeah there's like a lot yeah. of like fringe cases but those two things are technically separate but they do pretty well go hand in hand. So a lot of people think, oh, my video got demonetized. It's going to do bad, which mm -hmm. is a ca the case a lot of times, but they are technically two separate things that are happening. Yep. But Interesting.
So do you, so you, did you really feel a whole lot of negative? Like, like, does that bother you that all that happened? No, it was, it was fun. It was fun because I, I was comparing it to like, like, like imagine like, I don't know, some super popular athlete was like accused of murder and the whole, <laughs> everybody just went against him. It was like, Oh my God, dude's a murdering like fiend. I can't believe it. And then like the next day, like the, like the whole, tr the whole court process took a day. Right. And the, the judge was like, actually he wasn't the murderer. And everyone's like, Oh my God, I feel so bad that he was accused <laughs> of this horrible crime because I had all these kids typing in fuck cypher about me wanting skill based matchmaking back. And it was very easy to prove that in the videos, I've always been against skill-based matchmaking. And I never said that. I, always, I only mentioned the AI. So then I had a, immediately a bunch of people defending me and like, like uh, coming to like my defense saying like, that's not true. You're lying. He didn't ruin it. And until today, I still get messages every day. It's like, Cypher, I feel really bad that you got all that hate. And really the hate was just a loud minority of players, the creative trick shot, trick shot uh, players who kind of like, rallied together for this moment to try to cancel me or whatever and all it did was it, it gave me a youtube video and it you know got my name out there even more and it got a lot of people def defending me and like supporting me even more because of like this false accusation of me being responsible for something i wasn't so it was a great it, honestly the whole the whole fuck <laughs> thing awesome. was it was <laughs> awesome I, I i gained a lot of twitter followers like 20k <laughs> in a day um, a lot of new subs. The video did really well. And it was just like, even until today, I still f have people coming in, like showing support because of what happened. Even though in reality, it didn't like, like the first thing I thought of was like, this is content. Like it never was like, a, oh, I'm like sad that people are hating yeah. me. So I think a lot of people are taking that approach these days. Like I won't name names, but there are certain people like on Twitch who are known for being controversial repeatedly mm. and they build off of that they, they, it's like they milk that tea like no publicity is bad publicity and yeah i'm glad it worked in your favor and you actually didn't do anything wrong but yeah, a lot of for sure no, do no. a lot of people do something grow. wrong mm -hmm. and yeah. they take and they like milk the content out of doing something wrong which is like unfortunate and, and and like the only time that ever backfires is if you're if you're removed off that platform and that typically doesn't happen unless you do something drastically wrong yeah, like you can do a lot of things that are ethically wrong and stay on any platform. Like I mean, we've seen, we were seeing that a lot right now with, you know, what's going on in the YouTube drama scene. But yeah, um, yeah. you have to do something like illegal to get removed off a platform. Yeah. You can do a lot of crappy things and stay. So yeah, and a lot of crappy people like it, which it's, you know, yeah, it works for them, I guess. Yeah. So, <laughs> so one thing I was going to say is I feel like recently more so than in the past, you're really like kind of a, a key voice like in the Fortnite community. Like obviously you've been a big figure in the past, but like there have been, you know, kind of bigger voices in the community. But now I feel like with, you know, your YouTube channel taking off and you being one of the largest like Fortnite streamers that people really look to you as kind of a key voice in the community. Like, do you like that or, or dislike that? Cause I mean, obviously uh, it comes with it, bad things like this whole fuck yeah. cypher thing. Like that wouldn't have happened yeah, if, so if people weren't really listening to all the things you say. Yeah. Like I could have, I could have made a bunch of videos saying, put back skill based matchmaking like a year or two ago and if they did like no one would have thought that it was because of me or anything like that and i and until today like i don't feel like epic is just li like listening to everything i do but they are kind of monitoring the youtube and twitch like mm -hmm. content creators and they're they're you can tell that they're making some adjustments based off of videos that are kind of uh popping off like they did the whole um the the 
Deadpool glider got yeah. nerfed slash removed after I'm like a, a couple days after I made a video about it, they addressed it. So like, there's a few few points where I'm like, okay, maybe this video caused them to kind of mm -hmm. pay attention to this topic and then kind of look at feedback. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not even saying that like they're specifically listening to just you, but more yeah. of just like you're kind of a voice for the community. And, yeah. and when you say it, something, I, a lot of the community kind of rallies behind that. Yeah. Whether it's good or I, bad. I like it. it. It does come with the negatives, like yeah. the whole F cipher thing. And some people are like a little bit, uh, like there's a bit of like kind of responsibility now. Like if Epic does something and people don't like it, sometimes they'll point their hatred towards me, which is a little weird. Um, but no, I mean, I do, I do like it. I, I feel like, I am very passionate about Fortnite. I really care about the game. I want it to be better. So to have that voice and be able to kind of put things out there uh, to the community, or even if Epic is like watching, uh, it's cool. And it's something that I've done in For Honor and in Elder Scrolls. So it's not like it's not a new thing, but it's but it is new at the size that it is. Yeah, it's like Fortnite. on another scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you think about uh, the aim assist nerf that's coming? What do you think they're gonna do? So Anthony, Anthony, Anthony if you don't know, there's like that, a big, a big, not, not even really a debate, but just everybody's people upset. People don't like controller players, everybody's just right? Upset at yeah. controller players because Fortnite has the <laughs> thickest aim assist I think I've ever seen. I've seen the memes in, in, I've in seen a the controller memes. game. Fortnite, Fortnite and it's does in a have game that's cross-platform. Yeah. yeah, Fortnite does have the strongest aim assist I've I've seen. I don't know what nerf they're gonna do. Uh, I do feel like the other nerf that they talked about didn't really do anything because I was no, uh, that did nothing. I yeah. feel like a lot, like no one. No one said it did anything, um, but I don't know exactly what they're going to do, but I do know that something does kind of have to be done like from, for, from a competitive perspective, uh, the top control players, they've just kind of mastered it in a way that, you know, resembles, it resembles aimbot in, mm -hmm. at times, um, things that are not natural shooting people that you cannot see. That's the things that I feel like need to be addressed. I feel like you should still be able to compete at the top level with a controller, no doubt. And I feel like this should not affect anybody who's a casual or a console player, especially, or they don't have like a top of the end of the P top of the line PC. If they can make the change that really only affects the top one percent of control players without ruining it for the rest of the guys, then that's great. But they got to be really careful about it. Yeah. Um. But does something have to change? In my opinion, if, if you had to say yes or no, gun to my head, yeah. I, think, I just remember I think, seeing a clip, it was just like a couple weeks ago, of Aiden like in a pregame lobby shooting an SMG at a guy that runs within a foot of him, jumps, goes up a ramp, and jumps off the ramp, and he hits literally 28 out of 28 SMG bullets on that guy in that whole process of the guy moving. And, and he doesn't bat an eye at it. Yeah, it's, it's, like, norm, it's like, normal that's not point. normal. <laughs> like, it's normal for the control players. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, and, and and like I said, like the top control players really know how to do it. Uh, but like I just started playing controller for a bit to do like a little video series where I go to champion and and aiming with a shotgun for a new control player was hard it's for harder me. harder now. Uh, aiming with an AR super long range, it was hard for me. And I, that, those are things that I kind of had to I learn. I think those like, are things that they changed with getting rid of legacy. Because with legacy, that was yeah, like a lot of could, it. Legacy, you, you would click and it would kind of lock onto the guy. And so yeah. long range, it was easier. And with a shotgun, it was a little easier. But now mm -hmm. it's more about the short to mid-range um, tracking, yeah. right? So, That's so good. Yeah. When I had an SMG and somebody was like one or two feet in front of me, that's it. Like they were going <laughs> to die no matter what. If they, didn't, if they didn't take me out within a second and a half or if they didn't build over me or whatever, I was going to kill them. 
And, and that was without practice. Mm-hmm. I got better at doing that with practice. So that is like the biggest offender, in my opinion, that, that, that close range tracking where if somebody jumps over your head, you don't have to move your analog stick up. It's just going to go up with him. Yeah, that's, that's insane to me. Like, that's so crazy. So, so that is what probably will get changed. Yeah. The rest probably is, needs to stay. Because like this problem kind of came about when they, they added linear, right? I mean, that's really when I feel like that's when people started to like have a yeah. problem with it. Because legacy wasn't as bad. That was the L2 spamming was legacy. So legacy, so legacy was cheap, but it wasn't stronger. It was just, than, yeah, it was cheap and just ugly to look at. You had someone just yeah. spamming L2 and like locking on every third bullet. Yeah, yeah. But like they would miss shots because they had to lock on. They would have to shoot slower because they had to aim in, aim out. Mm-hmm. And they and during that process there was like missed bullets and and you could easily lose track of somebody, especially if they were moving really fast, um, or if they jumped over your head or whatever. So L2 was cheap, but it was never stronger than mouse aim at the top level. The the top mouse aimers were still beaming people more effectively in more situations. But linear gave people basically just insane tracking and insane stickiness without having to like you know have a rhythm of aiming in and out or anything like that and and it was it was so easy to do at any level like mm-hmm. even like the really you know new control players like me um was able to kind of like track people nearly flawlessly um mm-hmm. It sucks because more, there's more control players than mouse and keyboard players in mm-hmm. Fortnite. And, and even see, right now, I can see the argument too from their standpoint is like, you know, mouse and keyboard players had an advantage for the longest time. Now all of a sudden, that controller players have this advantage. Now it's a problem. Like, yeah, I get no, it. And, 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 I get it. That's fair. But there's never going to be an instance where one like they're going to be even. I feel like there's always going to be one better than the other. Other either aim assist is not going to be good enough to they're match not. how precise someone can be on mouse and keyboard, or it's going to be too strong. There, there's just too much difference in the inputs between controller, mouse, yeah. and keyboard to expect balance between the two. So at the end of the day, my suggestion has always been like, just try separate tournaments, you know, like try to do a controller tournament, try to do a mouse keyboard tournament. I know they're doing console and PC tournaments, but like take it one step further than just try doing a controller tournament and a mouse and keyboard tournament and see if people like that. See if that like drives engagement or viewership or whatever. Like mm-hmm. if it just has a positive impact on the competitors. Um, but besides that, you'll never you'll never get balanced. Either controller is gonna get shafted and not be good enough to compete, or they're gonna be good enough to compete at the expense of like crazy like aimbot worthy clips. Yeah. Uh, and and it's like I was thinking about it like imagine like mobile right? Imagine mobile players. I know mobile players are really cracked right now. There's some uh, the top uh, on the console tournaments. It's console and mobile bunched up together, and mobile wins. The console tournaments, not console, because mobile has higher frames, and you can also plug a controller into the mobile. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard of I've do. heard of console players switching and like getting an iPad to play on 120 yeah. frames with a controller, and it's better, and they, and they do better yes. when they do that. Yeah, an iPad gets console- better FPS than your PS4 or Xbox One. Yeah, yeah, and those are uh, capped at 60. The iPad will get 120. The graphics look worse, but Fortnite players cares. like that. Like they look worse, yeah. they, but the game performs better, and you have same higher thing with FOV. Overwatch, right? Don't you create that the graphics on Overwatch down? Oh yeah, so yeah. You yeah. Can play competitively. Yeah, yeah, and and the graphics being worse makes it easier to like see things. Like, mm, right. On console, you have shadows and everything, and it's easier to see like on the iPad with everything turned down. Um, the point I was trying to make is that uh, what was the point I was trying to make? Shoot. Oh, you're, t- <laughs> you're talking about mobile players winning uh 
Like that mobile is probably going to be a problem. Oh, okay, okay. So, so I, I was thinking of like a of a of an example, right? Imagine mobile sucked, right? Imagine mobile wasn't winning right now and doing well, and people had to play with just like two thumbs, and they had thirty FPS on mobile, and to compensate, Epic gave mobile players like an actual aimbot. Imagine, right? And this aimbot like activates every other kill or every like fifth kill. These mobile players wouldn't be winning tournaments, right? But if you ran into a mobile player and you just happen to be like during like that aimbot mobile phase or they have like a, you know, a guaranteed headshot or whatever, and they got you with it, I'm sure most situations you would still beat that mobile player. But in that one situation where you got aimbotted, you'd just be like, man, they need to nerf that. And then the mobile player is like, what do you mean nerf that? I can't build as well as you. I can't edit as well as you. I know it's a bit of an extreme example, yeah. but that's what I think of when I, when a control player says, why nerf linear? I can't build or edit as well as you. I think, okay, let's, let's like figure out what's going on with the aim assist. But yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you should be able to, as a control player, swap to a specific gun by binding it. Maybe there should be more like controller settings to help you build and edit. Yeah, as I mean, well they already have the player. build and edit yeah. sense, which PC players don't have. Yeah. I mean, I know obviously like they still have disadvantages, but like, I mean, you For see sure. some people like, you know, you see like Sway and like some of yeah, like, yeah, those yeah. guys build and they edit build, they literally just as, as well. good as anybody on PC. And, and those are those are like possible. specific examples. And, and and after playing controller, there's still a lot of quality of life changes that I think controller players need. Mm -hmm. But you can still have those things while like looking at aim assist as a separate issue and adjusting that. Like you can, like I would like for them to adjust aim assist, but then also give controller players the ability to swap to like specific guns, like map AR and shotgun to your like D pad and be able to swap because because right now on a controller you have to cycle through the guns, which kind of sucks. So like give them those things, give them like the ability to be more flexible, give them more settings, but like adjust the, the situation with sometimes aim assist, like feeling like aimbot and, and you won't have a problem. Yeah. yeah. Fortnite, man. Fortnite. Let's say we can, we can, we can, <laughs> we can transition real quick. Hey, Anthony. No, you're totally fine. You're so, fine. All right. Well, I'm, I'm go learning. I'm going to, I'm going to, all right. I want to talk about this, this dog YouTube channel. Cypher. Oh, I'm all ears. I, you oh, made, you yeah. made, you made a YouTube channel with your dog. Now, was that your idea or was that Daniela's idea? Either oh, way, that I'm was all my for wife's it. Idea. I saw your first video apparently hit like top 30 on trending or something on yeah, YouTube or like I, popped off. I don't, I don't know how that happened. Uh, it, they did end up on trending. So we've, we've had a dog Instagram page for a while. Um, and we eventually always wanted to make a dog YouTube channel, especially since like, we love dogs and like we get recommended dog videos all the time. And we've noticed some of these channels have like insane viewership, millions of subs. And I'm like, what this is this yeah. a dog channel? So Cy Cypher um, has three <laughs> Australian shepherds, by the way, for people who don't know. Yeah. They're very, very pretty dogs. Thank you. <laughs> so we have these three Australian shepherds. We have an Instagram page. They had about 40, 40,000 something followers on their Instagram. Uh, Life with Aussies. That's the name we ended up going with. Um, so we were planning to have a YouTube channel for the Instagram page or for, for the, for the dogs. And we weren't sure exactly like how effective or how strong a start we would have with them. Um, or would, if it would even be worth the time that we put into making these videos and whatnot. But what really like pushed us to, to like really start it was I made a video with my, I have two, I have three younger brothers, two of them make content on YouTube and stream uh, junior. And one of them is named Otto auto PK. So junior PK and auto PK. Uh, I've given Junior like a billion shout outs, right? On Twitch <laughs> and YouTube. And he's Good like, brother. yeah, he's up to like 90K subs on YouTube now. And he, you know, he's about to get partnered on Twitch and whatnot. Um, but I've given him a lot of shout outs. And then I gave 
Otto, one shout out. He's a controller player. He's the controller uh, brother. And he ended up getting to 100K subs from, from 1K to 100K. From one video that I made with him where uh, he broke the world record for most like solo kills in arena. It was like 30 kills. So I made a video re reacting to his like world record run and just kind of commentating over it. And I said, guys, you guys got to go subscribe to him. He's cracked. And he went from 1K <laughs> to 100K in a week. And I was like, wait a minute. It, 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 Junior's at like 90K subs. I gave him a lot of shout outs, but it wasn't like a, it, they weren't huge shout outs. I gave one like hard plug to Otto and he went from one to 100K. I'm like, we got to start this dog channel now. Like, I can tell <laughs> to a channel and, and people will go subscribe. And the dog channel is almost at 90K right now. And it'll <laughs> probably get to 100K with the next upload. But like, I didn't realize I had that, that power to just kind of like get people to sub to a channel. Like I know like I had influence to, but at the end of the day, like getting somebody to just go and subscribe to another channel, it's a bit more challenging. There's more to and it than I, just shouting them out. Like, you yeah, know, they have to, they sure. have to realize when they get there that there's something there we're staying for, you know, like for they sure, might go and sure. watch one video and then not subscribe. But yeah, for you to right. actually be able to get that many people to go subscribe is pretty crazy. Yeah. And, and it started with Otto and his controller thing. And I, I'm assuming like there's a lot of, I have a lot of controller viewers and also he did like a pretty like spectacular thing to get shouted out, which he broke the record for most kills in a single match in arena in champions arena, um, to be exact. And so people were like, okay, let's like, let's reward him with the sub. Cause he seems like good. Like, and I'm a control player. I want to watch a really good control player. So there was that aspect. But then I was like, I post a lot of dog photos on my community tab, uh, on YouTube, like just keep people updated with what's going on with the next video. But then I'll just attach a picture of one of my dogs. Uh, and at first we were just doing this just to get some photos out there, but then we kind of started strategizing to, to kind of gauge the audience to see like, are they interested in the dogs? Like, and then a lot of times the top <laughs> comment on those pictures was like, please make a dog channel. I love your dogs. Make a dog <laughs> channel, please. So we're like, okay, we have to do it. Like we have to do it to do it. And then after the auto shout out, we're like, okay, now we really have to do it. And, uh, my wife and her sister have been really the ones like editing, filming, doing all that stuff. I've, I've really done nothing with the dogs besides just like kind of promote them um, and just like take care of them, obviously. But yeah, <laughs> in terms of like their content, I've done, I've done nothing uh, besides promote them, but it's cool. Like I really hope they take off and like they eventually start getting like dog sponsors. I was, was going to say and, what happens when you, the dog channel becomes like, it just, it blows up and that becomes your main source of income, dude. Now you're a dog YouTuber in the spotlights. That, that, spotlights not even that's, on Cypher anymore. Great. It's on. Now I don't. I don't have to stream. I don't have to make videos. How much of a cut do the there. dogs get? Oh, they get like a couple of treats. They you know? get some treats. Yeah. They don't know. They're stupid. They don't know. They don't yeah. understand YouTube. They, they're funny. paying rent though. They're paying rent. Yeah. Now. Um, no, that's cool. It's, it's really cool. And that's not the last channel I plan to launch. Hopefully there Ooh. will be like one more this Ooh. year. Um, oh, nice. But yeah. Is this, your, is this your OnlyFans channel? My OnlyFans channel. Maybe, maybe. Um, mm. Those seem to be doing really well nowadays. <laughs> you want to see how he does uh, the hair up here? Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be the only fans. I want to see, I want to see that haircut down, down below. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So we're going to do weekly uploads on Life with Aussies. That's the channel name. And uh, we're going to take it from there. So go subscribe, people. Go watch and, some and, yeah. and when you When you go subscribe, uh, there is another channel that has like the exact same. There's like four channels with the exact same name. Um, it, I guess it wasn't as original of a name as we thought, um, yeah. which is funny because when we launched a channel, uh, there was a channel that had like 3K subs 
and they went from 3k to 12k after we launched our channel so like they <laughs> they quadrupled their sub count don't i mean you can sub the dash channel if you want to i'm not <laughs> don't saying don't sub the <laughs> those dogs don't deserve it they're sh they're shit those dogs bad actors my, okay my dog channel is life space with space aussies there's a space in between and they're the only channel that has like <laughs> almost 90k subs the rest of them are like a lot less so there you, you can sub to whatever channel suck. you want to i'm just saying don't don't sub to the wrong channel <laughs> i'm actually currently working i'm actually we're gonna sneak this in right now look look at this here's my phone i'm actually currently recording a week with my dog video because i just adopted a rescue not too long ago his name is chester so That's it makes awesome. me happy to see that yours was successful yeah, I mean, Maybe mine will be my, successful. My dogs are pretty memed out People, on my Twitter and Instagram. I don't, I don't show them too much on YouTube. Uh, I did in like one of my last videos. Archie was playing around with the Google Stadia. Oh, jeez. Oh god. Uh, oh god. <laughs> <but> I've thought <laughs> about making. I thought about making like, not a whole channel, but like videos and stuff with my dogs because people love seeing them. Dude, people just love dogs, man. I think dogs. Dogs, dogs are gonna take over the internet popular. now. It used to be cats, dude. Now dogs are yeah. the next wave. For sure. There's some huge dog channels. That's what huge I'm saying, dude. Channels. I feel like it's gonna blow up, dude. It's like Ryan Ryan's toys reviews, but then there's gonna be dogs. <laughs> Dog toy reviews. Yeah, that'd be sick. But well, it looks like I'm holding my microphone the rest the rest of this episode. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. <laughs> All right, the old road PSA one. Just I've got shit. I've got one last one for you. It's a bit of All a right. broad one though. Where do you, where do you see yourself in five years? Any vision, any five plans, years. anything you want to do, anything you want, yeah. any place you want to see yourself in five years? Yeah. So in five years, I still want to be doing streaming on YouTube. I feel like uh, I don't want to phase out of that until like I've been doing it for 10 plus years. And right now I've been doing it for five years. Uh, so maybe in five years, that's when I'll start like planning the transitions of like where I want to start focusing more of my time into, you know, what projects I want to do that are like not as much streaming or YouTube related, but the next five years, definitely still streaming, definitely still YouTube. I want to have, you know, a few channels. Like I want, I want uh, like the dog channel to be successful and a couple more different channels launched. Um, I want to have like a really strong brand with, uh, you know, merchandise that people like, you know, wearing and whatnot. I also plan to do a uh, a hair product line. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, you definitely should. So I want to have like an established hair product that's sold in stores like Target and Walmart and whatnot. Um, <laughs> That'd be sick. And yeah, just you know, still still doing my thing, still having love and passion for for content creation and not not losing that along the way. You still um, gonna be playing Fortnite in five years? Is it gonna be around that long? No, I'll be playing VR Fortnite though. <laughs> no. I, I, I definitely won't be playing Fortnite in five years, but like, but you never know. Like it, it could evolve as a game. Um, but I play, I just, the thing is like, I just play a, one specific game so much. Mm -hmm. The, the burnout is a lot faster. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I know people who have been playing Minecraft for as long as YouTube has been up. So like, you know, it's just like, it just kind of depends on how the game evolves and, and, and how it changes. But for sure, for sure. I really want to be at the point in five years where I can almost play any game and still have like a strong, super, super strong audience and not have like this kind of current mismatch that I have with mm -hmm. Fortnite. And, and it always exists, but I want, I want to, I want to diversify even more. I want to have like yeah. at least five or six different genres or games that I'm kind of like into that 
people love watching. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've kind of managed to get myself in that position now where like I can play pretty much any game as long as like there's some hype behind the game. Like I can't just go play some obscure game and like expect sure, people to sure. watch it. Like there's got to be hype for that game specifically. But like I, I feel very confident that like if some new game came out that people were super excited about that I could transition to that and you know there wouldn't be much downfall or downsize to it. You know, it'd be easy, easy mm-hmm. converting, which is always a good thing. But it's been years to like get to that point because early on we all started with Call of Duty and like back then like transitioning away from Call of Duty was like unheard of. And then GTA yeah. came out. And then GTA was like, oh, people leave GTA. They can't make any other videos. And then, then we played Gmod and then Fortnite. And then, yeah. Just got to keep the variety in there. Yeah. Makes it work. Sure. But Okay. Anthony, you got anything? Man, I, I feel like I've learned so much about you today. I feel like this has just been a moment for me to take back. I was going to say, I, I know I've been asking a lot of the questions, but obviously, like, you know, I'm a little more familiar with you than, than Anthony is, but... but uh, Yeah, well, especially with, like, the Fortnite scene yeah. and stuff. That was... I've played Fortnite one time, and that's when Epic paid me when the BR launched. <laughs> he and got I a sponsor video, and I didn't. Yeah. I didn't get a sponsor. They <laughs> gave me a sponsor video for Save the World when that first came out, which was, like, a year before the BR came out. I can't remember. It was, like, 2016 or something. And then when the BR came yeah. out... I, I had been approached for a sponsorship for it, but by the time they had approached me, I had already uploaded like three or four videos. And I'm like, oh, you're already uploading our game. That's cool. And then nothing happened. I was like, what? I was Maybe like, that's, that's why, why you should deal. sponsor me. I'm like, I'm already supporting the game. Like, We're I getting like free advertisement game. from you. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the, truth, the truth about that is that if you're, if you're uploading already, they're, they're definitely not inclined to, it's to not That's that. not always the case, though. We have some friends, uh, like uh, my buddy Russian Badger, he uploads like uh, Rainbow Six Siege a lot. He still gets mm-hmm. sponsored stuff from them whenever new stuff comes out. Like there are still a lot of companies that do it, but obviously they don't have to. Um, they also yeah. weren't like a multi-billion-dollar thing at that point either. I'm sure. Yeah, not. they weren't owned like, by like Tencent and all that stuff. Here you go, yeah. make a video. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're putting these massive tournaments together. I just think it's really cool to see like your perspective, Cipher, is going from someone who loved the competitive aspect of it, but is now flipping it on its head and making the content. Mm-hmm. And your channels growing better and faster than ever because of that. So it's really cool yeah. to see that. Because a lot of people, like, I, we all started with Call of Duty. I've never been great at competitive games. I've always just played them casually. So it's cool to see people sort of get away from, like, the stress and anxiety of playing competitively and just enjoying the game for mm-hmm. what it is. Because that's that's always been my approach to content creation is that I, I'm, I'm relatable because not everybody is, like, a top 100 player. Yeah, yeah, for sure. A lot of people are just shit like me. And to <laughs> see somebody be successful on this content creation platform because I'm also not great at games and they can relate with that. It's it's just a cool way to get in touch with your audience. Like just having fun. Not for sure. being the best. Are you gonna are you gonna come back for World Cup twenty twenty one? Probably not. No. No. <laughs> I mean by you'll then people probably will be play even it, better. Right? I'll probably play the qualifiers and whatnot. Yeah. But by then people will be even better and yeah. you know I still have like this Texas ping, which sucks, but Yeah, are you pretty dead set on staying in Texas? Like that's where I mean obviously yeah. you bought a house, but like, you know, like super long. Yeah, I don't. Term. I don't see myself like like there was there was a moment where I was like maybe I'll go to L.A. and there's there's a moment where don't I'm do it. The East Coast, don't do it. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to. Austin's Thir- great. Thirteen percent state tax. Everything there is expensive. All the people yeah. suck, but there's yeah. sunshine, so that's cool. But yeah. yeah, you should just rent property in an area like Kansas, Missouri, where they have Google Fiber and all that. <laughs> stuff. Yeah, and that that just be your Fortnite house. You fly there to play. Well, it would be in Virginia. That's where home. the servers are. That's where everybody Virginia. moves. Yep. There's like. Oh yeah, they'll just do that. Thing. They literally call them ping houses 
in Virginia where people just get houses for a bunch of Fortnite players to live in because they get zero <laughs> ping. I'm not even kidding. I'm not no, that's that's ridiculous. I mean, when you're competing for literally millions of dollars. But Fortnite, Fortnite's one of those games where it's so ping reliant. Other games are somewhat ping reliant, but Fortnite is one of those games where it's like the whole game revolves around ping at times. Yeah. That's absurd. That's just crazy. It's the difference, I, 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 it's the difference between your build and someone else's build like placing like yeah, it's ridiculous. It, you know, it's like it's like if you're playing rock paper scissors and the person could see what choice you made before you before they had to make their decision. <laughs> that's actually like, such that's, a good analogy. Like in a box fight, that's a lot of what it is. Like it's a lot of back and forth, and it, yeah, that's yeah. kind of how it feels. Because like yeah. I don't get great ping where I'm at either. I'm in Tennessee. It's not that bad, but it's you know it's like forty. Forty is mm-hmm. not great. Obviously, yeah, I've heard that if it's like fifty or, or more, that's where it's really a problem because of the the fifty millisecond like coin flip or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And if you're above that, then it's really a problem. Like you actually can't win a coin flip. But mm-hmm. even at forty, like I feel like I just feel sluggish. Like everybody else yeah. is doing something. I'm like, man, I feel like they get to react to me before I even do anything. Yeah, I mean, I've I've put a lot of time into practicing my edits and my and my builds, and there's always a cap that I just get re- that I reach, and it's like, dude, I'm doing it. Like I'm doing it just as fast but why is it not like registering this click or why is it not building this wall fast enough and i'm like falling through the ramp or whatever like and that happens when you're at over 30 ping so it's like yeah. it's a different game it's a different game so if, if world cup 2021 comes around you know will i be doing will i be like going to a boot camp probably not i'll probably <laughs> just play it from here and and like use ping as an excuse for not qualifying so <laughs> i almost qualified the first world cup i almost did i was yeah, two points close. off i got you're close I, I got second place in west coast in the duos and they were only taking one team per week so you had to get first place and i was two points yeah. off first place so it was, it was close it would have been cool as like a concentrated to qualify but i just remember tim and i get... making it to the the sunday finals and that felt good <laughs> we didn't get yeah. anywhere near qualifying but we made it to the second day just tim and i I remember that. I remember it was that. the first. It was the first week out of the ten. It was the last week. The other nine weeks, he had not made it to the second day. And then the week him and I played, we made it to the second day. It felt like a win in our eyes. It was pretty fun. For oh sure. yeah, small victories. Yeah. All right, Cipher. We could do this, Cipher. You could go to the World Cup and just take your dogs and vlog it. Yeah, I could. Did Boom. you? Did you go to the World Boom. Cup last year? I didn't. I didn't. I, uh, I say I don't remember seeing you there. I would have felt really horrible if you did, and I'd be like, I don't remember seeing you there. But I don't no. think. Yeah, I was say there was a bit of a, a bit of a. I guess miscommunication with Epic. Like they said, I should have been there and I was supposed to be invited, but whoever like put the list together for the pro for the pro am or just in general for the pro am or in general, like, I don't know. At that time I had my, my relationship with Epic right now is like spectacular. They love me. Uh, I, you know, they send me nerf guns. Yeah. I mean, they've sent me (laughs) a lot of things. They sent me some nerf guns as well and chocolate for, you know, yeah, yeah, I got the chocolate too. and they they like update me on like uh like hey are you gonna be at the uh you know the party royale premiere would love to have you stream or whatever the party royale so like my relationship right now with epic is great it's fantastic ever since i stopped worrying about competitive because back then when that whole cheating scandal happened with those two pro players i was like covering that topic big time i was like dude competitive fortnite is filled with cheaters and there's nothing they can do about it and epic did not like that I at mean, all. I mean, there's still cheating controversies. <laughs> literally, yeah, there's, literally, still, there's one still just today about the, the FNCS finals yesterday. There's one, apparently. Yeah. No, there's, there's and, and there's actually not just one. It's like a few. I, I, I truly think that every tournament of Fortnite has cheaters who earn money. Like every, it's, it's Battle Royale. It's not Fortnite's fault. If initially I was making it out to be Epic's fault, Fortnite's fault, which is why, like, I guess the relationship was a little bit strained. But in reality, I feel like you can't have true, honest, competition 
in any battle royale. It's, it's got to be just people. Like, it's a hundred people to like keep track of and monitor. There is there's land spots. There is uh, pre-negotiated like just like hey, you go this way, I go that way. We're not going to look at each other, and that stuff doesn't doesn't get noticed, right? But sometimes it does. Sometimes it goes too far, and people are like back to back, not shooting at each other. And yeah. they're like, okay, these guys, they're getting, they're getting in trouble. When in reality, they're just the ones that are pushing it too far. But like, I I really do feel like most of the games, if not every match, has some level of communication between people who are on op- opposing teams, which is not allowed. But like, how do you stop that? You can't. You literally can't. Any battle royale is going to have that issue. Yeah, man, that's wild. I don't even think about that kind of stuff as someone who doesn't. Well, play, it's just like yeah. Well, the thing nuts. with competitive is like there's there's almost no benefit so in some in some yeah. Too. There's a lot of money, but there's also like just so little benefit in like fighting someone early game oh, yeah. or like in the middle of the game. Like your goal is to get to the end of the game and win and in place highly. And there's also more kills to be had in the in the late game. So even if your goal is kills, like getting late game is better. And so, it's just so think about think about it like this. It it, it seems innocent. When you say it like that, I'm not, I know you're not trying to paint it as that, but let me like a lot of people when they when they talk about it, they're like, why would two pro players fight early game? They need to make it to the end game and they need to survive um, to make it to the end game uh, so that they can win. There's no point in them fighting early. They don't want to ruin their match, right? So that's the argument that's made. But here's here's why I, I flipped the argument a little bit and kind of reverse it. So here's here's what happens. Two players, player A and player B, they're pro players. They land lazy links all the time in scrims and practice. Uh, they respect each other. They understand that if they got into a fight with each other, they would have to use too many resources. So they it avoid would take each too other. Long, too many resources. It, yeah. Yeah. T- yeah. And they avoid each other. They don't fight each other. And they practice with each other. They practice against each other every day. So they kind of have, they kind of understand how each other work. Okay. This guy lands at this house and he loots these houses. I land at this house and I loot these houses. So without even like talking with each other, these guys kind of have this understanding. But usually they do come to like an actual agreement. It's like, hey, like this is this is my property. Don't cross it, or I'll shoot you. And this is your property. Don't cross it. Or I'll shoot you. And that seems innocent in a way, even though it, you are like communicating beforehand as to like what the plan is. But even if they're not communicating, they're pressing with each other. They kind of come to a agreement without even talking. Um, but in my opinion, they do always talk about it. Um, but what happens when somebody decides to land lazy links? Like, what, let's say I qualify for a tournament, or actually, I I, I was invited to the FNCS, the solo. Let's say I land at a location that already has this predetermined kind of split with two players and I just start fucking it all up. I'm looting different houses that, you know, I'm rude. I'm like messing with their looting pattern. What happens to me? You're going to get shit on. (laughs) I'm going to get shit on by both of them, by both of them. And and, and it's, and they're going to know, they're going to know that this person is not part of the system. They're going to know that this outsider who qualified or got invited it's not they're not they're not part of the inner system that they've been practicing in scrims for weeks. So I'm gonna stick out. So even if I'm even if I'm like rocking the same skin as them or I'm not like like they can't they don't know exactly who I am. They're just gonna be like, yeah, this guy's not supposed to be here. So like, one player might shoot at me. The other one might feel like, oh, oh uh, you know, let's let me shoot at this guy too because it's like he's he's kind of sticking out. I know that guy's not supposed to be here. Yeah, like yeah. normally there's no shooting that happens here because no dude, one's here. When I played I played the FNCS, and dude, I felt that. I, I know that I haven't practiced and I, and I, and I, I don't want to blame like people teaming, but I felt like wherever I landed, there were so many players that were like avoiding each other, but somehow I was always the one that would get attacked in mm-hmm. certain locations by both players. And it's like, like, like 
it's gonna exist. It's yeah, just that gonna literally exist that literally that exact scenario you're you're talking about happened yesterday in FNCS. Sway decided to land on Zayt, who was in first at the time at Sweaty. Zayt and Saf both both land Sweaty. Now they're normally a duo that lands there together, but this they were two separate solos, but they have that kind of agreement agreement. Whether it was spoken or see, not, I'm not gonna not gonna but, like but see that that's crazy. That's just, that's just the that's, thing. That's, that's just how it works. They both land Sweaty. None of none of them want to mess with each other. So they had their predetermined pass, and then Sway lands there, and they immediately both know this is not Zayt, this is not Saf. Yeah, and Saf ended up killing him. So it, that literally it, happened that, yesterday. Isn't that isn't that like insane? Isn't isn't like in any in any other like sport or competition? Wouldn't it be insane for two like lifelong teammates to land in the same area in a in a competition in a solo competition? Mm-hmm. Like. Like even if they're not doing anything, yeah, like, I don't want to put anything about them into no, question. No, yeah. Like I think I they're both stand-up people; they do really well, and that's just no, the no, nature no, of sure. the game. Is that you know people who scrim a lot and play a lot, so they kind of they're gonna like exactly yeah, what you said. They land in a spot, and everybody gets their own loot path, and, that, and that's how they practice it. And 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 they and they respect the loot path, and they respect each other as opponents. I'm not saying that they're in a call together, like saying, "Okay, there's a guy here, one, two, three, shoot." That happens a lot, which we saw with the whole like. Potentially, like that—that's what Dubs got in trouble of. Even though it wasn't like proven, it wasn't proven, proven but he did get banned. But from Epic, Epic. Found, Epic did find that it was enough evidence to to conclude that that's what was happening. That they were in a call communicating. Um, but like it's it, battle royale, like you can't have true competitive because of that. And and it, and it's not Fortnite's fault. It's not even the genre's fault. It's just like that's what you got to deal with when you're doing you know competitions in a 100 player battle royale. There's gonna be Especially with Fortnite because of the building. Because, like, mm-hmm. you can't... These fights don't end quick. They rarely no, do. they're two, three minutes off spawn in yeah. some of these spots. Yeah. Like, if it was PUBG and two players landed in the same spot, there'd be so many situations where you would be able to just put, like, that person down quickly. You would just get the jump on if, them. You would just yeah. see them first, land the first bullets, they'd be dead. In Fortnite, that's yeah, just yeah. not There how would be happens. no excuse not to shoot that person. But in Fortnite, there's, there's a lot of reasons why you could see someone right in front of you, and they're not even looking at you. They're running away. Why you won't shoot them in the back because you know that if you don't put them down, which you probably won't unless you like snipe them in the head, or if you're on control, they're gonna build. Yeah, they're gonna build, <laughs> and that fight's gonna drag, <laughs> and you're gonna waste your resources. So Fortnite has a unique problem with with teaming and communication among uh, opposing teams, but I think just battle royales in general have a problem with with that. Yeah, but Fortnite probably suffers the most from it. That's interesting. So what makes you, Fortnite so unique is also what makes these complications available yeah i mean there's just no other shooter game where a 1v1 can literally take two or three minutes like it's actually insane and two or three minutes is literally one tenth of an entire fortnite match and some of the most crucial minutes the first opening minutes where you're trying to get loot and and set yourself up for the whole game yeah yeah it's crazy Make me want to play this game, but only with a controller. You don't want to. Well, actually, it's got, you know, got skill based matchmaking now. You know, it might be in your favor. I'll tell you what, give me a controller and 70 bots in a lobby. I might make a fucking video. <laughs> he'd, have a, he'd have a blast, dude. Well, he'd probably have 70 bots if he, has, if he only played one game. He yeah. joins up now. Yeah, if you're a new bots. player, they give you a lot of bots in yeah. your first game. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Fortnite Pro, here we come. See me at the Pro Am. <laughs> Whatever the hell it's called. All right, well, I don't really have a whole lot more, to be honest. Cypher, thank you so much for coming on, though. That was a, oh, absolutely. Thank you guys was, for having me. Yeah, that was a great chat. Absolutely, dude. Um, I mean, hey, let the people know where to find you, what you got going on, all your different channels, your dog's channels, yeah. your brother's channels, all the channels. 
Uh, you you can find me Cypher PK on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, and if you're a fan of the dogs, Life <laughs> with Aussies, uh, and make sure you sub to the right dog channel, the one that yeah, has we'll almost hundred k. We'll link we'll link the uh, the three thousand subbed one in the description. Oh, okay. <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, they're actually at twelve thousand now. So, oh, fuck. all right, all right, all right. Well, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it, and and that's that's a wrap for episode five. So, awesome. See you all thank later. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, dude.